Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome. Welcome. Word. Salutations. Mm-hmm. Greetings. All of the words to say hello. Hero. <laughs> nope, not going to say that one. <laughs> That's the wrong one to say. You can say all the other ones. Not that one. You guys happy? It's nice out. It's finally weather's warming up. I'm so glad. Like the last couple of days at work, well, not yesterday. Yesterday was Cold not good. Gross. But the mm-hmm. last couple of days at work, like I'm actually like looking for excuses to go outside and like just kind of stand out in the sun and stuff. And then uh, here today on your day off, you came over here to sit in a room. So. Yeah. Well, it's it's a little chilly outside today, but still sunny and nice. It is. It's supposed to warm up too later this afternoon. It's yeah. just it's supposed to be really spring. nice tomorrow, which, which is a perfect day to spend all day inside watching WrestleMania. I know. I Congratulations, got us. I got really excited looking at the weather earlier in the week, and I was like, sweet, the weekend's going to be so nice, and I'm going to be inside for all of it. But it's just okay. I'm excited for WrestleMania. Uh, we'll have our Broken Clock Podcast main event show coming up uh, also on the feed, so you'll be able to see that where you got this one from. If you want to hear us talk about the grandest stage of them all and the showcase of the Immortals... WrestleMania. So, quick plug for that other show that is definitely available right this second in the future for us, but the present, the present for you, mm. the past for you, or the past, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Depending on when you listen to it, it could be the past. Time, crazy. Um, but we're not talking about time and how it's crazy. We're playing video games, wasting time inside. Uh, so, Joe, what did you play this week? Uh, a lot more Sekiro. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've been plugging away at Sekiro. I feel like I've really kind of hit the groove of the game. Um, I'm, I'm plowing through it. I don't feel like there's a, the, the challenge is nearly as... I'm, I'm, I've adjusted to it. Um, it's the kind of... You know, now, now I'm really, really cruising through the game. Uh, when I get to a boss, like it, it's two or three tries it takes me to figure out how to beat a boss, as opposed to like 15 or 20 tries. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I've been greatly, greatly enjoying it. Still, uh, still struggling with the fact that, like, I'm trying to play it like a Dark Souls game. I constantly forget to, like, parry. Um, and I realized I was playing the game wrong, like, for the whole time up to this, like, well, until yesterday. missing a mechanic. Yeah, I was, like, missing a mechanic. Because there's a, uh, you can unlock skill, like, trees where it has, like, different kind of combat styles through yeah. the game. Um, but I didn't realize you had to actually assign which combat tree you wanted to have equipped Oh, so you just had, like, certain things. So I was just using the, the starter basic one. I never, like, equipped any of the other skill trees. Yeah. Which, you can only have one equipped at a time. Um, but, like, it would be the kind of thing where people would say, like, oh, yeah, do, like, this attack. And I'd be like, I don't, for some reason, I just can't do that attack. I don't, I don't know, know why. I never heard of this. Yeah, How dare like, you? Like, John's sitting there sending me, like, oh, yeah, if you're fighting uh, Madam Butterfly, just use the Nightjar attack. And I'm like, I don't know how to do the Nightjar attack. It doesn't work for me for some reason. And it turns out I was just playing it completely wrong. Um, can you even do the nightjar attack? Like, what an idiot! It's like only two like level ups. Come on. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, been playing that. Um, I also picked up uh, Moonlighter for the Switch. What is that? Uh, it is a indie game. Uh, it's a, a a rogue roguelike. Okay. Um, where you play a guy who runs a store in a fantasy world called the Moonlighter, and it's just a, a shop for adventurers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, but every night, like, so during the day, you're like man the shop and you have to do kind of things where, like, you, uh, assign prices to items. You have to, like, keep track of, like, what the, uh, customers want kind of thing so you know what to put out and the price management and all that. Mm-hmm. But then at night, you have to go into a dungeon and fight your way through the dungeon to collect stuff to then sell in your store. 
That's pretty good. Yeah, so it's really interesting. It adds like an extra layer to the to the type of roguelike games that people are really popular. Uh, you know, the reason that people enjoy them is for like the challenge and the very the, the variability of the the like the the gameplay. Yeah. Um, but then adding that like store management stuff to it uh, makes it a lot more fun. So I it's think. like Lemonade Stand meets Rogue Legacy. Yeah, it's just okay. imagine that yeah. like you're you're doing like. Of the lemonade stand simulator game, uh, game, but then you had to go and fight people to get the lemons. You had to go fight lemons so you could murder them and yeah. sell them to people. All right, I gotta go into the sugar dungeon to like, get more sugar to, to <laughs> sell this stuff. That's, 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 you guys are making jokes. Basement. Yeah, you guys are making jokes and laughing, but that sounds like an awesome fucking game. And it is. Uh, that's what makes Wreck It Ralph three confirmed. I think. Yeah, and that's I what makes that, Moonlighter. Like uh, honestly, I enjoy the the store management stuff a lot more than I do the dungeon crawling part. Really? Yeah. Because, like, the way the mechanism works is it doesn't really tell you anything of what, like, people want for items. So you kind of have to, like, guess uh, how much you want to put them out for. And, uh, you know, you put it on the shelf and, like, okay, I got these, like, you know, iron bars that I collected in the dungeon. Uh, how much should I sell these for? I don't know. I'll put them up for, like, 100 bucks a piece. And then people will, like, come in and they'll, like, walk up to it and they'll be like, oh, iron bars. You know, they have, like, a little happy face. And then they'll, like, look at it and then they'll get, like, a sad face. Yeah, and then they'll, like, turn around and walk out the store. Oh, and you're like, okay, I guess those are way overpriced. So, well, you yeah. Have to, like, I, do you know what the iron bar market is these days? It's way lower than that. I'm, I'm completely uh, in the dark about the, uh, hmm. the value of iron bars. Wow. Yeah. But, the like, shop owner you are. It, it's very simplistic in the way that it's done. But it's also, like, fun to figure these things out. And then of course, as you earn, you know, when you go in the dungeon, you're just getting items to sell. And then the money you get from selling those items is what you use to like upgrade your shop. So you can, you know, display more items, make it bigger, do all this stuff. And then there's also like town management where, um, you know, the, it's, the town is like, you know, dying at the start of the game, but like now people are more interested in the area. So, um, you can like pay to have other shops put in, so it'd be kind of the thing where like a guy, you know, a guy comes up, there's a message board in town and a guy puts up like, oh, I was thinking of maybe setting up a, a weapon shop here. And then you can have the weapon shop put in and then get better weapons for you. So then you can go into the, you know, have a better chance in the dungeon, like an armor shop and a spell shop for different attacks. Oh, cool. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of like management of the world as well as the dungeon crawling stuff. So it gives you a very um, varied gameplay experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I like it a lot. It's a really fun game. Nice. That yeah. does sound fun. Yeah. It's like a good idea too, because it takes what is a pretty standard trope of a game in the roguelikes, because there's a ton of them now, yeah. but it adds something that the other ones don't have, which is still an element of a roguelike, which is the, you go to the town and there's the shops normally at the beginning of like the level that you go into, you can buy this stuff as the adventure, but to flip that script sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. And then the, um, the dungeon crawling part uh, is very clearly inspired by the Zelda yeah, Legend of Zelda dungeons. So you know you have the, like the familiarity of that while playing it. Nice. So it's like Tiny Tower and like Rogue Legacy mashed together. Yeah, kind of. Because Tiny like all, the shop stuff just sounds like what Tiny Tower was. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Which there's a Tiny Tower Lego game coming out for really? the phone that I'm excited for when that I comes played out. the Tiny Death Star like a shitload. Yeah, they're making one of the things that you had to sell was blue milk. And it was just called Blue Milk. It was like, oh, we need more Blue Milk on level 7. I was like, I'm getting to it. All the Blue Milk. And yeah. then Fallout Shelter was just Tiny Tower, but Fallout, right? Uh, I think so. A little bit more. Like, there was less. the combat. It was also like managing attack, like uh, mm-hmm. raiders and setting raiders out and uh, getting attacked and like building defenses as well. Yeah. So it had more of a like tower defense aspect to it as well. 
Cool. Yeah. Did you but, play anything uh, else? Uh, and then uh, we didn't talk about it last week because we forgot because me and John played a lot of stuff last week. But uh, we played the new uh, Yoshi game, mm-hmm. Yoshi's Crafted World. I still uh, want to call it Willy World, even though I know that's wrong. It just is so much more fun to say. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, we've had two other Willy World games yeah. so, like for it to change at this point. It's yeah. like, oh, you're, you're throwing me off. Well, it's not just wool this time. It's mostly cardboard. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, it changed the, it's crafts. the criteria of the world. Uh, but we were playing that. Uh, we played it for a good while. We probably played it for like two hours. But um, we played the same five levels. <laughs> yeah. The thing is that the Four game levels. the game has a a lot of artificial um, replayability. Yeah, like uh, extending of the the, the gameplay because it, it repeatedly asks you to play the same levels over and over and over again. Yeah, John like, mentioned it to me yesterday when he came over that like. You just, it's like, cool, now that this part's open, go back again and get these other things. Yeah, like, you, you play a level, and then there's a robot at the beginning of every level. He's, like, you have to talk to you in order to move on to the next area. He, like, opens up the next zone. Yeah. Um, and once you, like, beat all of the areas, and he's like, okay, now I need you to go through it and, like, find five of these items in the world. Because you can throw eggs at, like, pretty much anything in the world this time. It's not just on the left-right plane. It's, like, what's behind this view, what's in front of you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll be like, you know, oh, go throw the eggs at five cows. And you have to, like, go through the level trying to find all the cows to make sure you hit them with an egg. Um, and then after that, it's like, okay, now play the level backwards where you start at the end of the level and you have to go to the beginning of the level. But it does a thing where, like, the screen rotates. Yeah. So now you you're seeing everything sides. from the other side. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That at least makes it kind of different. Yeah. So it's not the same. Like, I would be okay playing the level once normal, once backwards. Okay, fine. That works. Or like once forwards, once flipped, once backwards, once backwards and flipped. Mm. Like, that would make sense because it's like, all right, it does at least feel different. There's different mechanics to get to, you know, from and one like, end to when the it, other. When it's also flipped, they give you like a different criteria where there's uh, three poochie puppies that you have to find yeah. hidden in the level. Uh, and you have to, like, go through and make sure you find, like, where they've hidden. And so, like, when the screen rotates, it adds, like, new areas that you could have gotten into that you couldn't get to before. Because now you can, like, go behind something go, like, down inside something that you couldn't see when you are going through the level the other way. Mm-hmm. It's also timed, too. Yeah. The Pucci levels are, like, you have three minutes to find all three of them. Yeah, and then, so, like, like you're running the through it. Thing. Yeah. Whereas before, like, we would... You know, be taking our time, and like we got our we got our very distinct like gameplay rhythms of how we were playing it. We're like, because um, you guys were playing co op. Right? Yeah, we were yeah. playing co op. Yeah. So, and when you play, like somebody can sit on the other person's back and ride them, like you would ride a Yoshi. Uh, but when you do that, you have infinite eggs that you can throw. Mm-hmm. So it would basically just I would always be the Yoshi, and John would always be sitting on my back, just fucking hammering eggs at like everything yeah, as we just flew shit. through the level, just riding you and hammering away. So that's yeah, what that's what John, I do. Shooting my Joe, eggs, right? riding Joe and hammering away. Got yeah, it. yep, shooting my eggs everywhere. Yeah. Got it. Yep, that checks out. But then we were definitely like, no jokes there. We had our like brain going like, okay, there's the like the the black sheep are here, and there's going to be some gold sheep on yeah. the next area because the dudes can ask us where the gold sheep are. Yeah, next we started time we keeping go track of like where everything was. That's good. And I was like, there's a seagull pe- peeking around the corner, and then sure enough, the next thing we do is like, I need to go find the seagulls. I was like, well, I know where they are. Done deal. I was paying attention. Yeah. Um, and, and like it, it is good. It is fun, but the artificial. Um, lengthening of it gets a little annoying. And now, you don't have to do that stuff. You can just yeah. run past it and just play the levels as they are and get to the oh, next okay. area. And it's not, it's super easy. It's not hard. Now, have you played it by yourself? Because, like, when I was talking about it with John, I was like, I'm wondering if because you have unlimited eggs and it's just basically an on-rail shooter at that point, 
is it more difficult if you're playing by yourself? Like, do you not have the unlimited stuff? You don't have the unlimited eggs, but it's not hard to get eggs. Okay. You swallow any enemy, they become an egg. Yeah. Like, you, there's tons of items in the area or, like, buckets where you can hit and the eggs fall out of it. Yeah. It's not like you're struggling to find them. Um, it makes it a little bit slower because you're not just running through hammering everything mm-hmm. the way that we were playing it. Yeah. But it's also not nearly as fun when you play by yourself. Really? The, the co-op makes it a lot more fun. Oh, well, there, at least there's that element to it to make it a better game than just playing by yourself. Yeah. And the costumes are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the first time we saw costumes, I was like, oh, that's cool. I get to be a tiny box. Like, the first thing we unlocked was a house, and it's just like a square cardboard thing and like a, a pyramid that you wear on your head. But then we did the uh, put the amiibos on it, and like all the woolly Yoshis are all costume that you can wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was like Mario. If you, yeah, if you do Princess the Mario Peach. one, you're like in a, a Mario pipe, but it's painted like Mario's clothes. And then you have like a Mario hat, like a giant Mario hat on. Yeah. So they're just like running through a pipe painted like Mario with a giant Mario hat on. Nice. Yeah. Which is weird because if you play the Yoshi Woolly World games, um, every time you un- you unlock different skins where it's just like a different wool pattern of like different colored wools and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised that they like changed it up as now they're just like running around as a giant cardboard box, which does look kind of awkward at times because of the size of them. Yeah, it's just LARPing like costumes. But yeah. they're like, they're is. just holding them too. Like the Yoshis just hold them in their hands. So it's not like they're even wearing them. It's just like I'm holding a box around my body as I walk Well, yeah, the they just, they dressed up with, uh, with their own cardboard costumes. Yeah. yeah. It fits with the idea of the world. Yeah, yeah, it definitely fits in with the world. Um, but it's, it's cute. It's charming. Uh, there's a lot of like little details that I like. Like I like the world flip and you see everything from behind. Uh, you're seeing like the obviously crafted material. Like mm-hmm. when you look at it one way, it, it, you know, things just look like a box that's like painted, you know, like thing. When you like flip it around, you see that it's a cookie box that says oh, like Yoshi's cookie. cookies on yeah. it that has like tape and like it nice. wrapping around it. And you can like see the glue and like the, all the things that are like holding the world together oh, that's when a nice you see touch. it from the other side. Yeah. I like yeah. That. So it's a cute little touch to it. And a callback to Yoshi cookies. Mm-hmm. There was another one. It was like Mario flakes or something like that. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of different things. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice little touches. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a cute little game. I don't know if it's worth the, like the full 60 bucks that it was. Most of the Yoshi games aren't from my experience. Like they're fun and I enjoy them, but I also don't want to pay the full price for them. Yeah. And then, but it, they're, uh, it's a Nintendo game. So yeah. like it won't go down in price for another three or four years when they release it as whatever the Switch greatest hits collection and stuff will be when those start coming out. I feel like the Yoshis and Kirbys at least go down to like $40 full price Mm. and stay there for a while because they're not Mario, they're not Zelda. Like They're still Nintendo flagships, but I don't think they stay at 60 for quite as long. Yeah. Mm. Uh, All right, John, what did you play this week? I played more Sekiro, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I guess not of course because I was still kind of on the fence about it last time, but no, I'm fully ingrained in it now. You're um, in it. You figured it out. You yeah. got over the hump. Well, and like, I, I keep texting Joe and I'm like, how far have you gotten? Because like, I want to talk about it with I, somebody I, who's playing it. I got to tell you how excited I am to actually have somebody to talk to about these games. Yeah, I was like, I got to tell you, stop texting me. I was waiting <laughs> no. for it too. I was no. be like, shit. For the longest yeah. time, playing like the Dark Souls games, playing the Bloodborne games, I'm the only one that I know that like plays those games. And it's so exciting to have somebody that like, um, like to talk to right. about it now to bounce ideas break, off. Breaking of. news! Um, I just I just saw this come in. Joe made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sweet. 
That's like, what friends are, Jones. But no, I'm like, you share this interests. is what it feels like. <laughs> you share interests with them and you get that, you know, tete-a-tete of uh, no, you know, it exciting things. It doesn't feel empty inside no, for some reason. Right? It yeah. changes your whole outlook. It's different. Yeah. It's kind of scary, but I like it. Yeah. It's only been, what, 12 years, Joe? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not a bad different, but it's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's what friendship is. Yeah. So, like, I'm excitedly texting with John, like, oh, well, like, what did you do when you got to this guy? Like, oh, have you got to this boss yet? Did you find this thing at that part hidden behind the thing? You're like teenage girls. I know. <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, yeah. I'm oh like, God, at work, and I'm, like, thinking about it at work. I was like, oh, man, I wonder if Joe's gotten here yet, because I totally crushed a dude, and I know how to beat him, like, beat him, and if Joe hasn't got there yet, my, like, Tips of advice are going to help him. Oh my god, are you going to talk to that shopkeeper? You totally should because I think he. We were doing that. We were just talking We were just talking about it on the way uh, on the way to. The, John was here. like, "Did you did you did you talk to this uh, the shopkeeper and totally tell him to go should, talk to that other guy? He definitely has yeah, something that you're going to want, and yeah. it's absolutely necessary that you go just go talk to him, girl. Yeah, that's what you guys are. We doing. were exactly doing. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like the uh, it's a from software game, and this is kind of the most. Uh, because of the, like the verticality of it and everything, and the way that they've added, like the other ones didn't have jumping and stuff. Yeah. So the world is much bigger in scope. It's not just a linear flat plane. Or like, like now there's all of, like the, now there's all like the verticality to it. Yeah. And also, it's a lot um, more open world than the other ones. Uh, like once you get to the the castle <clears throat> in that game, there's like four different directions you can go, and each one takes you to like a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. And it is the kind of thing where, like, like uh, when you're talking to somebody, you, you're, like, getting different experiences in the game. Yeah, because you haven't gone to the castle very much, and I was, like, asking you, have you gotten to the blue dude in the castle? And you're like, who? And I was like, oh, okay, so I went through the castle. Yeah, and you're like, did you fight the guy on the rooftop yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. I'm yeah. I'm there. But the game has, like, I mean, I've, I've obviously learned to enjoy it more because I'm, like, learning how to parry, learning how to, to block and everything like that. But mm-hmm. it's got different aspects of it that, like... From ne- from the point I was playing it until just about now, it's just people. Like you're not fighting like any like creatures or anything. I mean, you fight wolves and stuff, but like I now mean, you it's fight, like those giant ogre dudes. Yeah, you but fight like, those like little goblin guys. They're at least in a, some sort of realm of real realness. They're they're at least humanists, right? And now like I'm fighting like centipede people and like zombies and stuff like that. And monkeys. Yeah. Well, I mean, monkeys are monkeys, but. Um, so now it's like branching out a little bit more, and it feels like more of a fantasy game. I mean, there was the giant snake. There, yeah, and I guess you're gonna you're gonna encounter the giant snake again because um, uh, there's other stuff that lead to it. But like, I got to like what I thought was the next big boss, um, and I was like, oh shit! Like I didn't know like I I just walked to this area. There was a cutscene, and I was like, oh, something major is gonna happen. So I fought him and. Like, the main bosses, they have three, or they have two waves that you have to kill them. You have to, like, backstab them or whatever it's called. Death blow them. Yep. Three times for them to die. So I got up to his second one in my very first try with, like, one thing of health. And I was like, oh, dope. I'm, like, finally getting this. And then it only took me two other tries after that, and I finally beat it. Um, But then, like, the boss after that was, like, this giant centipede dude with, like, really long arms. And, like, I death blowed him, parried a bunch of his attacks, and then killed him. It took me, like, 45 seconds. And I was like, oh, shit. I I know this game now. Like, I can do it. <laughs> and meanwhile, like, I had a hard time with that guy. And yeah, we're sitting there, parry. like, talking about, like, oh, like, how did you do it versus how did I do it kind of thing. Yeah. It's because yeah. you didn't unlock the trees. Well, he did. He just didn't equip him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that, like, 
I feel like the game gets easier as it goes on. Not that I'm getting better, but the fact that you're unlocking a lot of skills that make it easier. So I don't know, like, quite... Well, that's what I was saying last time we were talking about it. Like, as long as you have the patience to, like, observe the area and observe certain aspects of it, you can figure out things. Like, the game gives you a lot of information as to, like, what you need to use to fight the next boss. You know, you'll hear, you can eavesdrop my guy and they'll say, like, oh, my horse was scared by firecrackers. And you're like, oh, I have firecrackers. And then a horse guy shows up. And you're like, I know what to do now. Right. And, like, I, I haven't used it yet, but you get, like, a weapon that says, like, that you can remove armor from smaller enemies or, like, bigger enemies and you can pull smaller enemies towards you. And then you are you can overhear, like, a conversation about a guy saying, like, uh, like, oh, he's armored from the front, but, like, once you, like, get him from the back, like, hopefully nobody gets behind him. I haven't fought that guy yet, but, like... Uh, it's probably the same thing. Um, but, like, also, it's got, like, horror elements of it. Joe and I were talking about there was, like, these, like, shinobi that are floating around or the tops of buildings. And mm-hmm. you can see, like, where to go because they have smoke signals and they have kites to, like, teleport. But, like, or not teleport, but, like, transform transport themselves from building to building. Yeah, they copied that from the South Park game. Sure. Oh, yeah. sure. The human kite. The human kite, yeah. Um, but, like, I was, like, going along all sneaky on the, the tops of this uh roofs and everything like that and i like stealth killed one guy and like rounded the corner i saw a kite and i was like oh there's a guy around here somewhere and then all of a sudden he's like and he like comes crashing in flying the kite and he's like slammed right into me and maybe jump and i like dropped my controller i was like oh shit and i like picked it up and started fighting him but like the, a game that has like different realms of like it's got the scary parts it's got the actiony parts it's got like the heartstrings like emotional parts so it's it's super cool and um there's a company Call, what's the company that makes the guides? Future Press. Future Press that makes these like gorgeous hardcover guides for the Souls games. They mm-hmm. also made a bunch of like garbage guides for other games, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah. But they're known for like their from software guides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they always sell out too. Um, they put out like pre-orders for the guide, and I was like, I'm gonna, I, I, I gotta, I have to buy it. Like, and also I know now that there's all. all different endings to the game too so like once i play it through i'm gonna want to play it through again like i'll have something to tell me like these are the selections you need to make to get x ending or y ending but like once i also what's that there's new game plus yeah but once i got that like once i pre-ordered the guide i was like yep i know i'm in like now i'm buying other things for this game yeah you're buying accessories yeah and i'm thinking about it like at work and like i found a specific place to level up that i'll tell you about later joe um where like pretty much Go chatting. Yeah, there's a there's also, a. Also, you now have secrets between you. It's so cute. Well, he's, you're not there yet, so I don't mm. want to spoil parts. But like, you're, there's an idol, and then you can run around a corner. And there's an enemy that usually it's really hard to beat, but you can stealth kill him, and then just run back to the idol and save, and just do it over and over again. So I spent like half an hour this morning, and I got like four level ups in a half an hour just by going and killing two. I mean, that's back. A, that's a very from software thing. Yeah, like finding finding the grind spots. Yep, and they're like the games are very well made like that's stuff that's planned right like, they you know, know this yeah they they know to like you know where because uh, i i watch a guy that does like youtube videos and uh he does dark souls like you he's he's the guy that does like dark souls commentary. Body video? yeah body video guy yeah. and like i was watching one of his videos and he was very much talking like you know he's like this guy is very specifically placed here for this reason so that you can like kill him over and over again so that you can charge your extra soul like uh, rebirth oh, the, type thing oh the arrow dude in front of um yeah they're just one dude in front of a boss fight and he's like oh yeah he's just there for you to like kill him over and over and over again cuz he's right in front of a save point yeah and also in front of a boss 
So he's just there so like you can kill him over and over again to get your secondary Second resurrection. Life, like mm-hmm. resurrection thing ready for the boss fight. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, so it's great and I I it, take back the bad things I said about it. Not necessarily take them back, but like now that I'm looking back on it, it's like, oh, I'm just not used to games. I'm used to games holding my hand more than they do. And this is different to me. But now that I'm in, I'm super in. Well, and it's good feedback too, because ultimately anybody who's going to be picking up the game for the first time can hear you say something like, oh, I thought it was terrible at the beginning because I didn't know it quite right. Right. If you're somebody that's playing it now for the very first time, a couple weeks later, and you're wondering, like, damn, I really am not... Everyone loves this game, and I'm just not digging it. I don't get the hype. I don't get why people are saying it's good to know that you just have to maybe rethink how you're playing it. And at that point, you can unlock the fun. So to Right. Speak. Yeah. Don't be Joe and try and dodge everything. I mean, that's just good advice well, all the time. Don't just be Joe. Don't be Joe. Yeah. But, like... I try. And that's your friend saying that. <laughs> so that's how you know it's like... I'm trying advice. not to be me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but the game is very much, like... I, th- I think I said it... A couple weeks ago, it's like a Jedi Geki, which is like a samurai film where, like, at times you're just staring each other down, holding your sword in front of you. Just be like, you fucking go. (laughs) Fucking try. I'm doing that a lot. I'm going to parry the shit out of you. Try it. Like, Mm. um, the the main boss, the last one that I fought, I spent a lot of time just being like, one attack back up. Just like standing wait and then just jumping in one attack and then backing up and just be like, all right, I'm waiting for you to attack me so I can parry it so I can find your... Uh, Yeah, I got to figure out what your thing is. Right. I'm going to just observe you for now. Whereas I feel like Dark Souls, the the little that I played, it's just like, oh shit, he's going to attack. He's going to do whatever he's going to do regardless of what I'm doing. So I just have to roll around him until I find the open spots. Whereas this one feels more like a a reaction thing and a, an action thing yeah. as opposed to just a reactory thing. Yeah, because like attack and dot is all is in Dark Souls, whereas this game is like there's the sidestep, there's the jump, there's the parry, there's the whatever your item is. So like there's a lot more strategy to the boss fights. Yeah, yeah. which I'm liking a, a lot better than I did when I first started because I get it now. It finally clicked. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it more. Yeah, because I know you were excited to to play. Well, yeah, and so. I still have like the collector's edition. I'm not. I'm. I'll, I'm going to keep it, but I haven't unboxed it just because I don't have space to put it anywhere. Are you going to trade in the extra disc that you have? What's that? Are you going to trade in the extra disc that you have? Yeah, eventually. Okay, so you're still just keeping that for now? Yeah, no, I'm going to keep the. I'll, I'll keep the the collector's edition unopened for now. Unopened because I don't want. I don't have space to put it hmm. when whenever I move or whatever. But I'll I'll trade the disc in when I find some sort of trade deal. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a. Hey, it's thirty. It's a guaranteed thirty dollars right. plus put, reserve this game, and you get an extra ten percent. And then if you have the card, it's an extra whatever. And so, like, you basically could get the full price of the game back if you do it on the right day. Yeah, yeah. well, they did it for the division two, and I was going to do that, but like, I don't have anybody to play with because I go to bed pretty early. Yeah, so, and I was like, ah, well, maybe I want to do it towards something that's like a single player game. So I'm going to wait until like maybe there's a, a switch trade in deal for like. Damon X Machina or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I have the division too, but yeah, we don't have time to like we work opposite hours. Shift, yeah, so we yeah. can't play. Together. When you get home, he goes to bed. Yeah, so yeah, like exactly we played division two at late, like you know, or division one, one when it came out. But yeah, we work on separate shifts now, so we can't play together. Yeah, mm-hmm. other than like the weekend, but then you hang out. Yeah, we're because you guys in, are friends. In person, now. right? Yeah, you're friends now. Yeah, yeah. After so. after twelve years, <laughs> finally, finally friends. Finally <laughs> friends. It makes sense. Uh, I didn't really play much this week. Uh, I've had a really busy week uh, getting a lot of different shit done um so i haven't really had much time to play i got back into wwe 2k19 a little bit because it's weird 
Well, it's WrestleMania season. Oh, I guess, yeah. I was watching a bunch of NXT to, like, get caught up for TakeOver. So, I was, like, had a lot of wrestling stuff on just in the background while doing other things. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I haven't played that game in a really long time. So, let me, like, go back into it and, you know, play a little bit of it, but not that much. Um, Play a little Power Ranger still, but, again, it's one of those things where I think I've reached the point where it's going to be a multiplayer game for for me from now on. Because, like, I've... I've beat the arcade mode for all of the characters that I care about. Yeah. Like, I'll beat the rest of them eventually, but you know, mm-hmm. I've it's there's not really much incentive to just play it because I'm not ever going to like quote unquote get good because I'm just not good at fighting games. So, yeah. but I'll play it, you know, here and there. And they just announced a bunch of new characters that are not DLC, like the three new characters, which I don't remember what they are because they weren't that exciting to me either. They're just going to be released. Yeah, they're just, like, part of it. Because this is what I was saying, where they mentioned how, like, hey, there's more to come that's not the season pass. Uh, let me find out. Because it was a big deal, because, like, one of them was a Blue Ranger. Um, one of them was, like, Trini in, uh, like, the Dragon Shield. And he had three new characters, which I didn't know was a thing that ever happened. But I think it just happened recently in the comics, and that's why. Uh, so let me pull it up here. I did look up to see okay. what the trophies were. Um because I was like, after playing, I was like, maybe I'll buy this. But uh, one of the trophies is to like get in like the platinum league in ranked, yeah. and I was like, yeah, that's like what top a hundred? No, yeah. that's I'm that's why I decided that. not to buy it. That's why I decided not to wait a week to buy it on PS4. Yeah. Was because like I'm never gonna get up there. Like, right. I'm never gonna get good. So what's the point? Uh, what I did get on PS4 though was they the Green Ranger V2 skin is free to download for anybody. Oh, so just in thing. case you want it. So just in case down the road I decide I want to get it, it's free for right now. So I grabbed that and then I grabbed the uh, a theme, yeah, which the I put Green on, Ranger which is pretty cool. Um, but I got the uh, thing. It's oh, yeah. the Cenozoic Blue Ranger. Yeah, so it's Blue Ranger from the movie, the last 2017 movie. Yeah, uh, Udona. No idea who that is. I have no idea who that is. And then Dragon Armor Trini, which I thought you meant like the Dragon Shield, like the That's what I Green Ranger. That's it's the like, words that I said, but that's it's not a, it. It's a fucking battle mech. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, it's something that happened in the comics from what I understand. What? Yeah. So it's the Yellow Ranger, but she's wearing like a fucking battle mech. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh I don't know what I don't know what Udana is. It's probably something from a season I never watched because I didn't watch. Yeah, there's twenty like yeah, exactly. seven seasons of it. Yeah, so that's probably what that is. But that's cool that they're adding more. Hopefully, that means more levels and I'd other like to see more and... uh, monsters, like more villains. Yeah, I mean, people uh, want to play as the Rangers, so I get that. But put, like, yeah, it's a Power Rangers game. Put the putty in. Yeah, let's and see, have like, his alternate costume be whatever putties are from the other seasons. Yeah. yeah, but the other putties, if you just punch them in the chest, they explode. So what's the point? Uh, they don't explode. They shatter into sparks and then disappear. Mm. Mm. And then they fall into putty pieces, too. <laughs> but, like, where is Zed? Yeah. Like, well, uh, yeah, I'd like to see Zed. I'd like to see, like, some of the just... Ivan news. I, I want to see the giant pig head from, like, yeah. the first oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is, like, there, but even some of, like, this... I know some of the complaints about this game are it's too much Mighty Morphin, but, like... That's, that's what people are there for. Yeah, it's the, it's the same conversation that we'll talk about in a little bit of like, there are people that are Power Rangers fans now that are younger that like the newer stuff. And good, you want to keep those fans in, but you also have to remember there are people who have been fans of Power Rangers for 26 years now. So you you can't ignore the... Theoretically, if you're a fan of new Power Rangers, you've probably seen old Power Rangers because it's on Netflix, all of it. So if you're a fan of new Power Rangers, you've probably gone back to watch old but the old ones have just watched the old one. Like, I haven't watched anything new right. for the last, like, 15, 20 years, probably. No. So, 
I appreciate that it's a lot of Mighty Morphin because that keeps me invested, but I can understand why people don't want it. So, like, I want to see Zed or even, you know, you get some of the, the Diva Tox or some of these other villains from the later seasons, but I don't know who half of them are, so I'm not necessarily going to get excited unless they're Mighty Morphin related or comics related, like the, the Dragon Armor Trini, so... But yeah, I'm I'm still enjoying it enough where I'm gonna pick it up and play it every now and again. But it's not. Yeah, I'm excited when like when these new DLC characters and whatever the season pass like stuff comes out. Yeah, I'll or be excited for those. If there a single player ever comes out, like I'll jump back in immediately to play that. If it's free or if I gotta buy the season pass, fine, so be it. But yeah, that was really all I played this week. Uh, like I said, it was pretty busy this week. So we will wrap that part up and jump right into the lightning round, not lightning round uh, for this week, and we're gonna start. Uh, with something that I know Joe is probably very excited about, and that is this was uh, hinted at, teased, not technically confirmed, but pretty much confirmed um, what the next setting for Assassin's Creed is going to be. Joe, do you want to tell us about that? Uh, yeah, so uh, talking about the Division earlier, uh, keen-eyed Division 2 players noticed that there was... Not too keen, though, because it took them two weeks to find it. True, but they found it. They did find it. Yeah. Uh, it turns, it in it turns out this information was actually already like out there. <laughs> Yeah, this was something that was rumored, and like as soon as these teases popped up in game, all the outlets were like, "Yeah, we confirmed we, we that. Knew that a while ago." Yeah, we can independently confirm from multiple sources that that is in fact the case. Yeah, so uh, people playing noticed that there were like posters uh, that in are the division two in the division two with like posters on the wall that are in, in game. They're for like a play. Yeah. Like a Broadway-style play. Yeah, like the JFK Center or whatever. Like yeah, the yeah. Kennedy Center in the Division. Yeah. Um, for a, like, Viking-themed play. But if you look at the poster, the person in the poster is holding the uh, Apple of Eden, which yeah. is a key item from throughout the whole... Uh, yeah. That's like the Assassin's central item in yeah. all of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the person is holding... Or holds something that looks an awful lot like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and people were like, oh, cool. Like, is this mean Viking-themed Assassin's Creed? And then uh, that's when all the outlets came out and said, like, yeah, we confirmed that this was going to be the setting. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a game called uh, Assassin's Creed Kingdom mm-hmm. uh, is the tentative title for it. Um, I- I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. Uh, I'm excited for this. The setting seems weird to it me. Does. Because Vikings are not known for stealth. No, but that... That could be cool to have an assassin or a hitman in a Viking who just goes all out balls to the wall, but like doesn't Romans try to sneak around. Romans weren't known for their stealth. Like the last game was yeah, not a stealth game either. It was an action game. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I guess it would kind of fit more in line with the current uh, way that the Assassin's Creed games are going as opposed to the past ones. Because yeah, they really aren't very like stealthy anymore. No. Yeah. Why? Well, I heard people saying that the rumor originally was they thought this was going to be Rome and it was going to be like the like like ancient trilogy. So you have Egypt, Greece, and Rome. That would make uh, sense. Yeah. And so that would kind of be like the second trilogy of like the new Assassin's Creed style. But like Vikings makes just as much sense. It'll be cool because you'll have a lot of naval battles. Right. The mm-hmm. boat stuff is going to be super yeah, popular yeah. And, and important again. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of stuff like with Boudicca being a central character to it. Yeah. You won't be able to climb as many buildings, but... I mean, I guess your mileage of what you think is fun in Assassin's Creed will determine... And also, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that it all takes place in Viking lands. No. Like, it could they... be you're a Viking in Rome. Right. Yeah. Vikings were... They traveled. People, yeah, who went yeah. And took over other lands. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, you know, easily do lots of different settings for it. Um, like I said, and I, I like the Viking era type stuff is interesting. Um 
there, I think there could be a lot better places that they could put the settings. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, despite the fact that it was confirmed, like, they always kind of do this in their games. Where yeah. they, they put a thing saying, like, well, where's the next one going to be? Yeah. Like, uh, Assassin's Creed. Um, I forget which one it was. One of the, um, uh, Black Flag, like, had a thing that was, like, Cowboys. And then we never got the Cowboy game. True. You know? We still could, though. Still could in the future. I think they don't want to uh, go against Red Dead. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Red Dead's yeah. been out for a while, but if they put it out now, like, if they put it out in the next few years, people will just invariably can compare it to Red Dead. I mean, they would have done that. Regardless of if Red Dead 2 ever came out, they would have been like, That's, Red Dead's still a better cowboy game, and that came out on the right, PS3 not, 360. There's not yeah. enough cowboy games to compare it to. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's the, the natural one that you go to. Yeah. Other than gun. Yeah. So now I also saw. And this. nobody really cares about comparing it to all the other Viking games out there because it's not a lot of very good Viking games out uh, there. Viking no. was good on the 360. Um, Never played I remember it. that one. Oh yeah, I remember that was a good game. Yeah, that game was really all good. All right, that was a good game. I know the one you're talking about. And it was good. It wasn't as high profile as like a Red Dead though. So no. I still don't think no, it yeah, got it didn't. Harris, No, it was it just didn't. like an action game, but yeah. it was still like a very good action game. Yeah. Uh, the other part of this rumor that I saw is that it's not a 2019 game, it's a 2020 game. So they're taking yes, another they, year off. They already confirmed that they're taking a year okay. off between the next one. Okay. They, they said that, that uh, Origins and Odyssey were like going to be the two that come out in rapid succession, and then they're going to take another year. Yeah, because the mechanics are very similar between Origins and Odyssey, so that yeah. makes sense. And 2020 is the rumor of when the next-gen consoles are going to come out, so it just makes sense to take a year off, polish it up super good, make it perfect for next box and PS5. And then put it out 2020. Well, they did that with the Black Flag. Like, the Black Flag was on the PS3 and the PS4. Yeah, but I don't think this one will be. I think this one might just be its PS5. Because the Black Flag was on both because it was annualized. But so, also, oh, yeah, you could... They were coming true. out every year, so you you had you didn't have time to say, all right, we have to just work on this one. Like, now that you have a year off, you have so much time to just devote it to a new new hardware, yeah. new mechanics, new power, all these different things. Or we might end up with a situation like um, Unity and Rogue. Yes. Where they said, okay, we're going to put the next-gen one as Unity, but at the same time we're going to put out a last-gen one for the people that don't want to adapt to the new systems yet. Yeah. Or adopt the new systems yet. Again, I feel like that was the pain point of it being annualized, is that they had to... Like, they still Crank had... one out every year. Yeah, and they're still trying to learn on the fly these new systems, whereas this can just be... Two years, let's take the time, let's learn it, let's do it, let's make it good. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. They're, obviously, none of this is confirmed. Everything is just still speculated, but very much like the realist of rumors that you could possibly have. They got to learn how to program for the Madbox. Nope. Got to do it, man. Nope. They have to learn Stadia better. That's the, the answer. Yeah, yeah okay. Because they have the partnership with Stadia. They're not going to do That's Madbox true. That's and true. Stadia. Well, they could. They could just be doing new gen stuff. They could. Only. <laughs> Never coming out on the PS5. No, it's just coming out on the Madbox. Madbox is, <laughs> Madbox is Stadia. Got him. Uh, speaking of Ubisoft, lightning round, while we're talking about what's next for them, uh, they're already abandoning something that just came out not that long ago. What's dead, Joe? Uh, Poor, poor Starlink. Uh, Starlink is dead now. Starlink, we barely knew ye. Yeah, apparently, we didn't get you. Apparently Star Fox couldn't save Starlink. I bet you it could have if that was the only... Like, if it was just a Star Fox game on Switch, there was the one bundle with the one R-Wing, and that was it, this thing probably would have flourished and been fine. Yeah, because I kind of wonder, like... So you put out a game, you say, it's coming out on all three systems, but this one system is much, much, much better. Yeah. 
I'm imagining that everybody that was interested in Starlink in any point all bought theirs on the Switch as long as they had a Switch, and then you just end up with a bunch of stock for the PlayStation and for the Xbox that are just sitting there that no one wants to touch because nobody wants to buy the version that's like half a game. Yeah. So I'm sure that was a a huge uh, impact on their bottom line for sales. Yeah. If this had been very specialized, like, hey, it's its own game, but there's a Star Fox mode and it's Switch exclusive, I bet you it would have sold a lot better Mm. than it did. I mean, I heard it wasn't bad. It's just it was too high and expensive an entry point for me to care. Because I didn't want to get into the ships. I didn't want to, like, buy all the little accessories. I didn't want another Toys for Life game. Because Toys for Life games passed, were passed by when this game even came out. Yeah. I only wanted it for the R-Wing, and I'm not even a big Star Fox fan, which is why I didn't actually buy it. Like, if yeah. I was a huge Star Fox guy, I would have bought this day one to have a toy R-Wing and a new-ish, like, quote-unquote, Star, Star Fox, Fox game. game. But I'm not, and so I just was like, oh, that's cool. When it's down to 20 bucks somewhere, I'll buy it. It was 25 I sent you the link. I know. Not Five 20. bucks too much. <laughs> not 20 Yeah, if it was 25 at Best Buy, I'd be like, all right, deal. 20, 20% off, deal. Yeah, but it wasn't. So. Well, the game's not dead. Just the physical ships are dead. Apparently, there's a, a big update coming to the game itself. Not that people, which I'm sure is something that they were care. already working on. Yeah. Right. So like they're not gonna. Yeah, I just put it out. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody bought it. It's yeah. fine. Like I knew people that bought it, and it's still just in the box because they don't care about the game. They just wanted the R wing. Yeah. And you didn't even buy it, right? No. You're Mister Toys for Life. Toys for Life. I mean, I was, but. We're past now you're that just point. yeah. Now you're just toys. Now now I'm like now, I, <laughs> no now you're just life. Well yeah. <laughs> no, he's toys. No life. Toys. No life. But like I, I turn, I look at like a box in my room that's just filled with Skylanders, Skylanders. figures, and I just kind of go, oh, why did I buy all those? You stayed on that train much longer than I yeah. than I thought you were going hey, to. Hey, I still have like most of my uh, Lego Dimensions figures like on display. Well, though, that's those, those are cool, me figures. But, those yeah. are cool. Mine are still in boxes. I saw them the other day. <laughs> still didn't play that game. Are you? Yeah, you got all your Disney Infinity figures up there. Yeah, that I got for uh, less than $5 a <laughs> Yeah, piece. like two bucks a piece. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. they were all on clearance. And because they fit with the rest of the shelves, like, they're Marvel characters with Marvel pop figures and Marvel action figures. And the Star, and Wars, Star Wars figures with, with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, they're just things to display, and even though they don't do anything. Though I was at the, uh, the Disney store recently, and they had those, like, action figures that were based on those designs, and I was like, damn, I really should have got into these, because these are cool looking, and they're poseable, and they're just, they look just like those, but they're poseable and actually action figures. But I was like, no, I'm not another thing. I'm not getting into another thing. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, Starlink. Unfortunately, you came out too late to be popular uh, and not good enough to be, to beat that, unfortunately. Uh, lightning round. Uh, Best Buy's out here leaking stuff when they're not supposed to be. Joe, what did they leak? Man, well, a lot of. Uh information just comes from terrible employees that <laughs> accidentally leak things on websites all the time. I don't Technically, they're terrible employees, but they're great uh, fans. Right, it's true. Yeah. Like, they're not supposed to do that for their job, but it's really nice that they let the rest of the public know. Good on them. Yeah. So on the uh, Best Buy website, uh, a couple pre-order listings were put up for uh, Switch games. Yep. Uh, one of them was the Metroid Prime Trilogy, which is something that we know is coming, but we don't know, we didn't have any kind of confirmation at we, that point. We know so much it's coming that when Joe was reading me this news item before the show, he's he's like, yeah, and we already knew that was, like, we already got confirmed that was a game. I was like, no, we didn't. That's a rumor. That's been a rumor. It's still a rumor. Well, they've said that they made the game. That Nintendo it hasn't made it. Didn't Nintendo confirm that it was out? 
No. Or whatever the studio. No, that's was. just the It was rumor. just the thing that everyone assumed was yeah. coming. I thought they said, like, oh, yeah, it's done, it's ready. We're just waiting to put no, it out. No, they said they... No, Metroid Prime 3 that. isn't coming. It's delayed, but we have something instead. Or something like that. Like, they alluded to it. No, I don't even think they did that. They just, like... Because it was one of those things, like, the articles that said it's been delayed say, we've confirmed with our sources that Metroid Prime Trilogy is done and can come oh, out right. whenever. Yeah, it's, it's finished, but... yeah. But Nintendo has yeah, Nintendo been has never said anything. We about sat it. here that like when they made the announcement of Metroid Prime Four being delayed, we're like, this would be the perfect time to be like, sorry, it's delayed. But Metroid Prime Trilogy, yay! Mm-hmm. And they didn't even do that, so now it's just like it's just a thing that's sitting there that we all know exists, but doesn't technically exist because Nintendo hasn't said it yet. Hmm. Uh, so there was the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Uh, Persona Five S was another one again. You know, with Joker being in Smash, everyone yeah. just assumed. Well, and then the guy who leaks stuff about Persona said it was coming as well. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's one of those things, it's just like Metro Prime Trilogy, where like, in our minds, we're like, yeah, no, obviously, mm-hmm. duh. Yeah. And then the, the big one that was uh, more of a surprise was uh, The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. Not the uh, Link's Awakening one that we know is coming, um, but yeah, A Link to the Past. So uh, everyone's, you know, this was just a listing on the Best Buy website. Uh, it could be a mistake. It could be they accidentally put a link to the past instead of a Link's Awakening yeah. in there. Or is it possible that we're going to be getting another remake of Link to the Past as well? What was the last remake? Uh, I mean, another remake as opposed uh, oh, alongside okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. the Link's Awakening. Gotcha. We might also get a Link to the Past remake to go along with it. Yeah. Or are they just releasing and selling that one separately? My guess is that it probably comes with the... It's like a digital code that comes with the, a copy of um, the Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening. Hmm. So it's the original version, but it's a, a an add-along to that as right. well. Or, or maybe that's what Monolith is working on. We talked last week about Monolith working on a new Zelda game. That's true. It's weird for them to be doing an older game, but I guess it could be a, a new remake. I mean, this of it, is, yeah, 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 exactly. It could be a top. You know, but they were just hiring people last week. Well, that could be staffing up. They could have already started, and they're staffing up, and who knows when it's coming out. Right. I would imagine that if these listings are going up on there, that there's something that is a little bit more solid to have about a, to be a coming release date yeah. kind of thing. I would hope so. I know Best Buy is usually pretty good about that. Yeah. Like, to be able to put. Uh, not putting things in their store that's a pre-orderable skew until there is some kind of date or some kind of like announcement that it's real. It, but it is weird because you're thinking um, like they've been saying. Well, there have been rumors that the Nintendo Online will be getting Super Nintendo games, yeah. and you would think that that would just be a free game that would be coming to Nintendo yeah. Online. So, would they be selling that as just a like? you know, $10 buy that game again, or would they be saving that for Nintendo online? I feel like they'd be saving it for Nintendo online, but at the same time, if it's a top, you know, a top down, like, you know, remake of it, not top down perspective, but like from the ground from up, top to yeah. bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom, um, remake, then yeah. Sell that game for 40 bucks or 60 bucks or whatever you want to sell it for. And then the original is there for you to play for free as part of your $10 subscription. Because I would think the second they unveil SNES Online, if that's what it's going to be, that's going to be your flagship game. Like, mm. That has to be one of the first ones that you give, along with like All Stars and Mario World and all the other ones that are RPG and yeah, all Mario, these things that Mario are essential yeah. SNES. The stuff that's on the SNES Classic, right? For instance, and that's one of the biggest things Star you Fox can team. have. So I don't, I don't know. 
I don't know where this fits because it, it seems to contradict every single thing that Nintendo has been rumored to be doing thus far. Mm. Like It's doing another remake of a Zelda game. So those two things clash. You're not going to do two, theoretically. You know, the rumors they're doing NES online or SNES online. So you're not going to charge for a game and then give it out for free. Like those two ideals butt heads. So it flies in the face of everything that we think that we know about Nintendo. But it could just prove that we know nothing. It's yeah. also just a rumor. Yes. And I'm I'm kind of leaning more towards the, they meant Link's Awakening and someone just typed Link to the Past. Or they type like Link Past instead of Link Awake or right. something. Yeah. That's what I think is more likely, but wouldn't be, again, wouldn't be surprised if any of these other things are true. Which one of those things do you want to be announced first? Like, which one do you want the most? Uh, I mean, if it was a full-blown remake of Link to the Past, that would be what I would want. Um... Uh, yeah, it would be that one. Like, I, I've played Persona games. They're good, but I'm not, like, huge into them. And I like the Metroid games, um, and they're fun. But I'm not, like, super amped for them to be re-released. Yeah. But I would totally be excited for a new Zelda. John, what about you? you have a preference? Yeah, I'm, like, I can buy Persona on my PS4, so I don't care. And then I don't like the Metroid Prime games, because that I just can't control very well. Well, I, I love shooters, but it's not a shooter. It's a like weird binding box thing mm. where like you shoot in the screen. You don't actually... It's not a first-person shooter. It's a binding box shooter. So I could never... Like, I was excited to play it on the Wii, and then like I bought it for the GameCube because it was like hard-to-find thing, and I was like, oh, I'm going to really like these and enjoy them. And I played like the first level, and I was like, I can't fucking do it. Um, so more Zelda's always good, I guess, especially when it's one of the most popular Zelda games. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like I... I've already said before that like I'll buy a Switch for the Link uh, to the Past or um, Link's, Link's Awakening. See, you just made yeah, the same I did mistake. it too. You it's just got, best buy it all over the podcast. It's got the Link Link word in it. That's exactly it uh, for Link's Awakening. So sure, but I think it, I'm with you, Adam. It's probably just a, a mistake that some employee made, and then like I guess they went up online too for like minutes to yeah. like be able to pre-order, and then they went down. So yeah, I saw screenshots of people's like receipts that said that they pre-ordered games, but yeah. I don't know. I'm sure once E3 season comes around, if one or all of these will be announced or revealed. Oh, for sure. Or if, if some sort of Nintendo Direct sometime yeah. soon, too. And if the Zelda one isn't, that leads credence to the fact that it's probably just a typo in the yeah. Best Buy system, yeah. sending everyone into a tizzy. One of the comments on this article was pretty good. They just start calling it the Best Buy Direct. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. Uh, all right. Lightning round. Speaking of Nintendo games and big franchises, two big franchises have been confirmed for Labo VR. Joe, tell us what those are. Uh, well, I mean, it's probably the two biggest ones on there. And um, obviously, Nintendo is the one that's going to be spearheading this initiative with their VR stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Super Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild will be getting VR modes uh, added to PlayStation VR. Nope. Or not PlayStation VR. Nintendo Labo, Labo, <laughs> Labo VR. VR. Yeah. Yep. One of those is a much bigger breaking story that I can't believe wasn't the first thing. <laughs> somehow Breath of the Wild and Odyssey are coming to PlayStation. It should have been should have been number one. But what a great late April Fool's joke you just did, Jeff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's cool. Breath I'm of the Wild be... would be super cool in VR. I don't really think Odyssey would so, do very well. From what it is that I've read is that Odyssey is going to be getting mini games that are playable in VR specifically. So I don't think the whole thing is yeah, playable Yeah, I, I doubt in VR. that these are going to be the full games in VR. Breath of the Wild is. Really? That's, that again, 
that was what it seemed like from the things that were... They just said, like, it's going to be playable in VR. And from what I was reading, it seems to be the case that Mario is just mini missions and mini games that they're going to add. And Breath of the Wild seems to be playable start to finish in VR, except for the cutscenes. Those will be the only thing that you can't, like, look around in the cutscenes. But I don't... Did the Labo VR doesn't have a head like you have to hold it. It doesn't have something to affix to your a head. Strap or yeah, there's nothing to like not have it fall off your face if you let go. Put your face on a desk. So like how? Do and that's you... what the Virtual Boy was. Yeah. <laughs> so like I don't know if that would be fun. Someone's screaming outside. I hope that wasn't picked up by the microphone. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that that would be fun. Like I want to play Breath of the Wild in VR, but I also don't want to like. You're gonna have, you're gonna have to like lay on your back on your bed and just balance it on your face. Yeah, but I don't want that, and I don't want to like have to jerry rig a bunch of elastic bands around my head to like make that it sounds stay. Painful. Yeah, it sounds awful, and I don't. And also do that. risk dropping your yeah. fucking switch from face. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like off the ground, yeah. put it screen down or screen up on your desk and just put your put face your in face it. down. <laughs> Well, I guess it wouldn't be that bad if I was holding it with one hand and then, like, if the single Joy-Con was, like, I could swing it to, you know, cut. Like, I don't... You can't... There's no I'm, motion controls like that in the regular one, is there? No, but I, I imagine the Joy-Cons have to be attached to the system when you're using it. Oh, to register that's, head movements and stuff. That's true. Yeah, so I don't... I don't know how that could be fun, then. Yeah. Like, it's a cool idea, and that'd be really awesome to play Zelda in... You know, in VR, but you're right. I didn't even think about that. That the system, the system itself, doesn't have sensors in it, does it? No, no. Yeah, it's, it's all in the Joy-Con. Mode. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. It took any excitement and just immediately got rid of it because <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll just have a Joy-Con in one hand and I'll be, you know, slashing away with the sword and like that. It'll be kind of cool to play the game that way. But now, no, I don't think that's possible. Unless you leave one in there and then the other one is slashing and moving around. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that you can play it and then also just have a Other secondary Joy-Cons. Joy-Cons in your hand. True. Now what I'm really wondering is if they're expecting you to put it in there and you have it in there with the Joy-Con on and so it's and up you're against like your holding face. it like this playing and you're still, it. Yeah, we're pantomiming holding it in oh, yeah. and like playing with the, well, with the Joy-Con like, on the It's not really side. VR. It's just like holding a screen close to your head. Yeah. Well, it is VR because you still can look around and it's still like the, the way the view is set up makes it look like it's right in front of your face as opposed to looking like a screen that's right in front of your face. Yeah. But it's still not going to be fun to do that. If right. I have to hold At my hands point, it's up. augmented VR, not actual VR. Yeah. It feels like if I'm like the pantomime is like, if you guys, you know, the game, the game heads up, like where you like, you know, it puts a word on and someone's like, oh, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's a person from this movie. And then if you get it right, you, like, you have to twist it. Then, like, yeah, that's what I feel like it would be like playing where I'm just like holding my right. switch up to my head going, um, is that is that a pop? Did I make the food? Did I kill that uh, lionel? Did I get it? Okay, and like I, that doesn't seem fun. No. So I'm cool idea. I don't know what execution is going to look like. None of us do yet. But well, remember they also have all of those weird accessories for it. So like maybe you're playing the game with that weird sniper scope thing that they have, or the elephant. I want to be the elephant. No, or and maybe they'll traipse <laughs> around in Breath of the Wild as an elephant. Legend of Zelda elephant edition. Exactly. That's the one I want. Well, it comes out um, Friday, which is a lot sooner than I thought it was. Yeah, the the modes for Odyssey and Breath of the Wild are not going to be available at launch. It's going to be something that is patched in later, from my understanding. Hmm. So, are you going to get VR? Uh, I mean, now that I know it's coming out Friday, yeah, why not? It's only 40 bucks. 
That's not bad. Oh yeah, for just the VR kit, and then if you want the elephant or the other it's weird the, it's accessories, the VR kit and the sniper rifle thing comes out on Friday. Yeah, but the sniper rifle kit is not just forty. It's also it's like sixty or eighty, right? Cause no, it's, no, it's so only the sniper 40. rifle kit is the forty dollar kit. Oh, okay. yeah. Because I was yeah. looking up on Amazon earlier, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is like forty bucks. Oh, okay. But I assume it's, it's half of it, I guess. Yeah, I assume yeah, it the headset the was forty, stuff. and then any if you wanted accessories, that was more. No, no. It's you get the headset and you get the sniper rifle kit, and then all of the other stuff is going to come as a separate set later on. Gotcha. Yeah. I still can't believe they didn't announce. So your like elephant now. face mask thing will be coming later. Can I play Breath of the Wild just with the camera? Yeah, that's what I want. Just photo mode all day. Uh, all right, lightning round. Still sticking with with Nintendo news. It's the beginning of the month, which means we have our new games for NES Online. Uh, yep. So the uh, new NES Online. Uh, I kind of wish that they put these out earlier just so that we can release them the same time as the games with gold, games with gold and the PS plus PS plus games. Yeah. But, right. uh, so, uh, NES online is going to be getting some new games. Uh, they're going to be getting super Mario brothers, the lost levels, which was the original super Mario brothers two in Japan. Yep. But yeah. where's your not, not the American original super Mario brothers two, which was Doki Doki panic. Yep. Which was then later released in Japan as super Mario USA. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, confusing. Yeah, so Super Mario Brothers 2, The Lost Levels, which was the one that was like the super hard Mario game. Yep. Americans were too dumb to play it. Yep. Uh, you're also going to be getting Star Soldier, uh, which uh, I don't know what game that is. Uh, it's a vertically it's a vertically scrolling space shooter. Uh, so it's another like bullet hell type game. And then the other one is going to be Punch-Out featuring Mr. Dream. There you go. Yep, uh, and I mean Punch Out's always great. It's a great game to play. Uh, it's not the Punch Out featuring Mike Tyson, which Mike Tyson commented on. Uh, he saw that it was coming out, and he tweeted out like, "Who the hell is this Mr. Dream guy?" Like, Punch Out is only like good if Mike Tyson is in it. And then he also tweeted out that somebody told him that Nintendo is working on a new Punch Out game, uh, and he's upset that he was not contacted to be in it in that one as well. People are. Not sure if he's just wrong about that, or if he has actually contact, or he actually did have some sort of inside source about the new game being made, or if he just got confused about the um, re-release on the um, NES Online. But he also did distinguish that he was aware of the NES Online one as well when he said, "Yeah, who's Mister Dream?" I'm gonna go with the the first one because he has been hit in the head a lot, so mm. it's entirely possible that he's just wrong and has no concept of what is actually going on. Uh, also, the fact that he doesn't realize that there's been two Punch-Out games since the one that he was in, and no one contacted him for those either. There was Super Punch-Out, and then there was Wii Punch-Out, and I'm pretty sure that was it. But there was a like spin-off version of the Wii Punch-Out called, like... Um, uh, Punch-In. No, it was whatever the... the his <laughs> thank you, thank you Little Max Trader is called, like, Doc's Punch-Out or something like that. Okay. Yeah, where you play as uh, his uh, Little Max Trainer as opposed to Little Mac... Okay. Yeah. So, so it's just riding the bike down the street? Yes. With him chasing after it? Yeah. Saying yeah. you stole my bike? Mm hmm. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited for uh, to play Punch Out again. I played it actually not too long ago. Uh, the actual physical copy when I was, you know, really into playing the old Nintendo games. Yep. Um, and uh, I am always absolutely fucking terrible at Punch Out. I can't even get close to getting. I, I think I beat like the first four guys before I start getting. Uh, too frustrated. Snapping your controller. Yeah. But uh, I, I love watching, like, um, Punch-Out 
um, speedruns. Speedruns. Speed. Funtime speedruns are always interesting to watch because it requires like a serious amount of skill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited for Lost Levels. That's one of those things where like I never, never really got to play them because I didn't have a Super Nintendo and I never, I didn't get around to playing it on the classic. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to go. Like I played them a little bit when people, you know, when I've been over other people's houses and stuff, but. To actually like sit down and play them, even though I'm a dumb American, mm-hmm. I'm still excited to play them. I think they should be fun. I don't know what that other game is though, and it didn't really sound intriguing. Eh, I mean, you always kind of get like two good things, and then that other thing yeah, that one mediocre really or something. Of. I mean, it's there, so if they if it you know, no reason not to try it. Yeah, so yeah, it could be you're good. getting them pretty much for free. Yeah, I still mm-hmm. want like a 1942 type game to hit that because I love those kinds of games. Well, I mean, this is what this is, just not 1942. Yeah, it's a verticality side scrolling shoot 'em up. So. We'll see. Just now you're in space instead of okay. in World War II. War Wait, is it side-scrolly or is it up-scrolly? It's in verticality. Yeah. So, okay. so it's going up. Like a Karuga, top to okay. bottom to top, right, I guess. So I'll give that a try then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not going to cost you anything. No, it will cost me absolutely zero dollars. Uh, lightning round. Fighting game time. We had Ed Boon is out making the rounds because Mortal Kombat 11 comes out in three weeks. So he's talking to everybody, talking about his new game. But he's also talking about games he didn't make. Joe, what games didn't he make yet? In an interview with Game Informer, uh, Edwin was talking about how at one point he was approached by Marvel uh, to possibly make a Marvel-based fighting game. This is Marvel as in Marvel Comics. Right? Marvel Comics, yeah, yes. Yeah. Not Captain Marvel Shazam or Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Uh, Marvel, it's two words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, he, he said that he was approached by... Um, by Marvel, uh, with the possibility that he should, he could make a Marvel game. He said that he didn't really, shouldn't talk about it too much because there was probably some sort of contractual thing mm-hmm. with the discussion. Um, but he said he would have absolutely loved to have been able to make a Marvel game, and his dream game would have been to make Marvel versus DC. Uh, which I mean, that's a hell of a lot more of a long shot. Yeah. Um, he didn't specify if this was like pre or post Injustice era. I imagine it was probably pre Injustice. Maybe, but like Injustice came out what seven years ago? Um, yeah, well, and even before then, he made DC versus Mortal Kombat. So yeah. at that point, he had already had dealings with DC. Which... I can't imagine this is news from two thousand and nine that we're just hearing now. Like I met with Marvel in two thousand and nine before I even thought of doing a DC fighting game. Hmm. That seems uh, but I mean, it, it does seem weird that they would be like, "Hey, those same people that made," I mean, they're already working with Capcom, so. Yeah, but at the same time, you got to think like we wouldn't have. We were shocked when Marvel went and made a Lego game because because they had they their own been making Lego yeah. DC. Yeah. yeah, they've been making Lego Batman for years, and they're like, "Hey, what if you made a Lego Marvel game?" And they're yeah, like, "Okay, that's true. let's do it." Yeah, and then you got DC Telltale games and Marvel Telltale games. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's entirely possible they could have done that. Yeah. Um, I mean, all I can think is how amazing a Marvel based. Injustice would have been. Oh yeah, it would be super awesome. Like having like Spider Man and Captain America and all them fighting. Oh man, it would have been so great with yeah. like the way that they do their story modes and how well they're done. Oh, it'd been fantastic. Yeah, if only there was some comic storyline where all the heroes were pitted against each other in some sort of civil war. But I can't think of anything like that. Yeah. What a shame. I know. That would have been a cool storyline for a game though, if they had something like that to pull from. Even if other games didn't do a very good job of incorporating such a story, this one probably would have done a very good job. So, that would have been cool. But, alas, we may never see it. But Wasn't Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 was Civil War? Yeah. 
Yeah. Joe, that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, the game was great, though. You said it didn't do a good job. Of doing oh, it. I didn't think it did a good job telling the Civil War story. It, was oh, it didn't okay. do a good job of telling the Civil War story, but no. it still did a good job of being a decent game. Yeah, it was an okay game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just saying, like, imagine... All right, so you have uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 storyline, and then whatever Ed Boon and Netherrealm could tell with the same, like... I would assume the other one would be better, mm. just because of how good the Injustice stories are. Mm. And then we could get a Marvel fighting game comic book. That would also be great. Mm. So that would have been way better. Yeah. But this potentially means that they've been shopping around a new fighting game. Because, I mean, yeah, they work with Capcom and they have the Marvel vs. Capcom series, but that game clearly didn't do very well. I'm wondering if they had the conversation with him after that After, like, the failure do. of Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. Infinite. To say, like, hey, what are you What are you doing? What are, Look, what we need help. Yeah. <laughs> but did you see that mess? That thing, that game is weird. And they don't have, like, I would like to see, maybe even if it was just an all-Marvel Capcom game. Like, I want just the Marvel characters. I don't want the Capcom characters in there. Yeah. And it's been a while since we've had a strictly Marvel fighting game. Yeah. I mean, they did, like, the X-Men, Children of the Atom and stuff, the, those ones. But... Yeah, and they had, like, an Avengers fighting game, I think, at some point in, like, the SNES era. But mm-hmm. nothing like that recently. And again, we talked about it with fighting games last week, where if... If we like the thing that the fighting game is based on, I'm much more inclined to get it than if it was just standard fighter. And Marvel is a thousand percent something that I would go buy that game for if it was an Ed Boon game or if it was like a quality fighting game. So we'll see if in the future we get news on a Marvel fighting game now that we know that they have an inkling to want to maybe make one. Mm -hmm. Though we don't know when this conversation took place or how old it is. But something to keep an eye out on. Uh, all right, controversy abounds. Now, you guys ready for it? You ready to sink into the world of controversy? Mm-hmm. Uh, internet shitposting and all the things that go along with it. Uh, Borderlands 3 has been confirmed as an Epic Game Store exclusive on the PC. For the first six months. Uh, yes, for the first six months. Oh, so it's only the, six months this time? Yeah. All the other ones have been for a year. No, nope, nope, it's, it's only the first six months. Six months. So, uh, what do you guys think about that? Don't care. I just don't understand. It's not that I don't care... Because clearly people care about it. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't care because I don't care about Borderlands. Same. Yeah. But I I'm, but I, I'm, I understand people's upset with... Can you explain it to me? Because I honestly don't. Yeah. I, I'm not trying yeah. to be a dick here. Like, I just... To I me, agree. I see it as it's a, still a PC game. All you have to do is download another, like, game purchasing client. And then the thing is that there's a lot of problems with that purchasing client. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hit, hit so this me is, with yeah, hit me with why it's bad. Because as far as it, I know, it's it's a PC game still. You just don't like where you have to buy it from. You don't ever have to use that client again. You just use the desktop shortcut going forward. Yeah, uh, and That's how but, I understand it. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of problems with it in terms of like it's not nearly as secure, um, and a lot of more of the complaints are that like Valve, uh, not Valve, um, Steam has a a community around it kind yeah. of thing. And you got things when you download stuff on Steam where you get, like, Steam achievements. You get uh, forums. You get uh, better customer service. You get a whole bunch. I actually have, like, a list. Well, not a list, but... Show me the list. Yeah, because to me, it all seems like it's still a PC game, guys. Where you get it from doesn't really matter. Because stuff is, you know, origin exclusive. And I don't hear the same, you know, shit talk about... People shit talk origin all the time when it came out. Well, I think it's just... Yeah, when it came out, but, like, now I don't uh, hear Ubisoft, when Ubisoft was doing all their stuff where you had to buy it through the the Ubisoft client, like, the Uplay client, people shout out with that all the time, too. But I don't hear... Like, I don't hear it as loud or as... I never heard it as loud as hard I think it's just social media is a lot more prevalent in our lives now. Those were, like, several years back when those things happened. You don't hear about things as much because social media wasn't 
it was still big, but it wasn't as ingrained in society, I guess, yeah. at this yeah. point. But um, so, like, Steam does things like Steam does cloud saves. Steam does um, uh, they have a better servicing forum. They have, uh, like I said, all the community aspects. They have people, you know, that do like their achievements. Um, they have like their weird card collecting system that they have. So people have like invested a lot of times into their Steam um, profiles. Yeah, their like profiles and stuff. And like for a lot of people, it's you know it's like if they made a game, they're like, oh, but these games just won't have achievements on Xbox anymore. People would be upset about that because they spent a lot of time putting their effort into that. Yeah, you can just wait the six months. But yeah. um, other people also they have problems with um, the fact that like they've never had to really deal with exclusivity before yeah. on PC, and the fact that like now a major company is like buying exclusivity seems weird to them. Again, but it's just like just buy it on another client and play the game. True, and, but like I said, like a lot of people have spent a lot of times investing into their online profile in these games, in, like with Steam, and now like they're being told like, oh, all that time you spent, you know, if you played the Borderlands one and two and you've gotten every achievement out, you spent all your time grinding them out to get all the achievements, and they're like, oh, but now you won't be able to get achievements for Borderlands three. Yeah, like, no, and I get that aspect of it, but, like, for me, as a console gamer who deals with exclusivity all the time... Yeah, like, and, but it's just something that we're used to, and I it's, guess. it's a new thing for PC gamers, and they don't like it. Because I've been pretty much a PlayStation gamer since the PS2 era. Like, mm-hmm. I bought a PS2 day one, and I've been playing exclusively on PS2 until the Switch came out. But, like, I, I, would, I never got mad when, like, Mario came out or when some game was like, yeah, we're an Xbox exclusive. Like, the Tomb Raider games would be like, all right, well, right. I could go buy an Xbox or I could just wait a year uh, and then play the Tomb Raider games if I really want to. With the PC, you don't even have to wait the year. You could just go buy it on the same, like, you don't have to go buy another device. You just have to download a different program. And it, I don't know if it's, like, just nitpicking on their part and that's what I'm latching on to or if it is, like, a serious... It's much like I get the profile aspect to it, but what's more important to you playing a game like Borderlands 3 that you've been waiting to finish this the series of or get the next game in the series for however many years you've been waiting? Seven years? Yeah. yeah. What's more important, the digital cards that you get for Steam or playing this game that you want to play? I, well, the thing is that like they were I mean, not with um, Borderlands because it was just announced, but like with a lot of other games, they were told like, oh, you're getting it on Steam. And like they've yeah, been like pre-ordering Metro. on Steam, and they had you know they're waiting for it on Steam. Uh, Arno twenty something or not um, sixteen sixty or whatever the those it's like an old training game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was already told that like everyone was going to be able to buy it on Steam, and then they said, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're going to Epic now," and yeah. like you're just not going to be able to get it on Steam. Well, I know with Metro they said, "Okay, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna be on Steam." Actually, just kidding. If you pre-order it though, we're going to give you a code. Yeah, like you still get it. So, like, I could understand if you pre-ordered it, and then they're like, no, now you have to change everything about it. But we've already hit that wall. Any new game that gets announced, like, I just kind of think it's All right, so here's the, the, the list of things yeah. that um, Steam does that Epic doesn't. Okay. And you can see it's a long list of features that Steam has that Epic Store does not. Yeah. So it does things like uh, third-party keys, account sharing, so you can share an account with a friend. Um, achievements, uh, big picture TV mode, broadcasting, uh, cloud saves, uh, their curation system, uh, the Steam forums, which are very active forums. Uh, you got uh, game gifting, game groups, uh, inventory support, library sorting, um, uh, 
marketplace item trading, mod distribution network, uh, the player count data, uh, regional pricing, screenshot capture sharing, uh, in-service uh, streaming, the trading cards, two-factor authentication, uh, universal controller support, uh, user-generated guides, user profiles, user reviews, version rollback support. So, like, if you want to play the older version of a game after a patch, you can go back and play the older versions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, VR support um, and uh, in-game wish lists. Some of those things aren't all that important, but some of them are pretty important to a lot of people. Yeah, but all of those things, for the most part, seem like things that the developers would have to bake in anyway. So, <coughs> like... There's no telling that uh, somebody could come out with a game, it's on the Epic Store, and they just bake all that stuff in. Like, not the, you know, account sharing or any of that other stuff, but screenshots and controller support. I can't imagine the the place you buy the game from would be able to be the only thing dictating that. Well, the thing is that, like, inside Steam, you can custom the controller setups, whereas in... Uh, in the game, it would be up to the developer. So, yeah. like, you can, through Steam, customize your controllers, whereas if the game doesn't have control, control, uh, controller customization... You're just hit. You're just hit if you're playing it on the Epic yeah. Store. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the big thing that uh, people are more worried about is Epic's association with the Chinese government. Yeah, oh, yeah I saw this that. Is something, yeah. We were, John and I were talking about this yesterday a little bit, and I saw that, and everyone was like, the guys who own Epic own it like outright like they own the majority share they make all the decisions like tencent who is the company that uh they have like a big uh investment from i think it's 49 percent of the share yeah like they don't technically have any say whatsoever they're just there to reap the benefits of money so like i know that the conspiracy they can say that that's that's just people are just worried about that though i mean obviously they're not going to say they're going to come out and say like oh yeah totally tencent is you know, doing all sorts of stuff. And people have dived into the Epic Game Store and have found spyware inside the Epic Game Store that keeps track of certain information. It, like, accesses your Steam library and goes through and, like, keeps track of what games you're buying on Steam. Uh, and then, you know, it could be this, that Epic is, uh, you know, using the information to figure out what stuff they want to put out in the future. Or it could be, you know... I mean, it's they're not going to come out and tell you if they're doing something, you know, shady. No, but also, like... It's one of those things where you've now made up something in your head and you're blaming, you're saying like, I don't want to buy it because this thing I invented. You know what I mean? Like it, it seems true, but it's also something, it's, (laughs) it doesn't seem crazy that the the Chinese government is doing fucky stuff. No, but to say that like, all right, this, this company is now like has a Chinese investor. Therefore they're in league with the Chinese government. Therefore everything I do is under attack on my computer. Therefore I don't want to play it. It's not that Epic is in league with the Chinese government. It's that Tencent is in league with the Chinese government. Well, yeah. And that, which, but if Epic are, is in league with Tencent. Right. This is now Tencent, two steps away from, instead of one step yeah. away from it. So you're essentially saying, I don't want to buy this game on this platform because the uh, Epic is involved with the Chinese government. And I think, and now my brain has gone to the extreme conspiracy theory levels. And then I don't think it's too much of a conspiracy theory. Well, it is a conspiracy theory. Well, yeah, it's a hundred percent because, and granted, you're not going to come out and be like, yeah, that is what we're doing. How'd you figure it out? And since they can't do that, it is a conspiracy theory to say that. But like, it's it's one of those, like you can't prove a negative to be like, prove that you're not in league with the Chinese government. You're like, we're not in league with the Chinese government. Aha! You're lying. I knew it. And it's just like, ah, okay, you're a little crazy, PC Master Race. Just like tone it down a bit, yeah. maybe. 
I don't know. Like I get the. I didn't realize all of the social shit because I don't. I don't PC game. Like I yeah. have Steam, but I don't. I'm not involved in it. Chinese government coming to get you. Yeah, I know, right? In so much, yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're not going to be showing up in a Chinese helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they could be. Who knows? But like, so the the social aspect and like the other Come things. On, John's conspiracy. Exactly. The other things, like, all right, I get that. That kind of sucks. To me, the game is what's most important. So I don't necessarily care about those kinds of things. Like, if all of a sudden the sequel to Spider-Man PS4 was on the Xbox for some whatever reason, I would go buy an Xbox to play that game. I'd be pissed that I couldn't keep my trophies or my friends list from the the PlayStation and I have to start all over. Like, I'd be mad about it, but I would, like, I would do it and I'd just be like, oh, that's, that sucks. But it just seems so much more, like, beyond that into conspiracy theory levels that I, that's where I, I mean, that's only a is. small portion of it though. Yeah. It's this, I think it's the loud minority. Kind of no, thing. I meant like more people are more upset with, you know, the yeah loss of features. Yeah. 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 No, I'm saying for the, the conspiracy theory months, the, people you're still getting this game. It's not like it's never but, coming to you. No, but the first six months are, that's the important time when a game comes out. That's when everybody's talking about it. That's when your friends are playing it and everything like that. And that's when spoilers happen is within the first six months. So like I get that uh, yeah. the hype dies down after a couple of months because you're not seeing commercials for it anymore. It's it's definitely different. And that's just one game. Other games have like year-long exclusivity deals. Or complete. Or yeah, complete yeah. exclusivity deals. So... Yeah, I think I, I can understand the gripes a little bit better now. I just think mm-hmm. that the gripes are way out of proportion. Did you see what this has culminated into now? Uh, the, what, like review bombing the old Borderlands? and So, yeah, so they got review bombed. Uh, but now Steam has uh, put out a off-topic review on their website. Yeah. So that this is the first game that's had this. And they can't keep st- up with it. No, like this is the first time that Steam has done this where like Pretty much anything that is like a one-star review that doesn't have anything to do with the game itself is now just being disregarded. Yeah. So you can go to Steam and it still says it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews. And then underneath it, it says like there's been like a long bombardment of negative reviews due to like exclusivity with other companies. Like we're not going to be accountable for that. So yeah. It's the same kind of thing that like Rotten Tomatoes is dealing with, with people going in and not liking the, the air around a certain movie before it even comes out and like spamming the user review scores like they didn't like that brie larson said they wanted more women to review the movie so they were like how dare you and dropped captain marvel's user reviews to like you know one percent yeah so like all right we have to really curb this because that's not helpful for anybody another one hmm hopefully everybody's okay the chinese government is definitely not coming to get us now Uh, i was reading a thing online um and and i guess it would be a a biased source of the discussion because it was the guy that uh created portal was talking about it Mm -hmm. um and he was talking about how game studios are so disconnected from their fan bases at this point and like so uninterested in what their fans have to say that sometimes something like this is the only way that you can get their attention but this isn't positive like this isn't positive feedback or even negative feedback this is just whining to whine about one specific thing. They're not saying the game sucks. It's just like they're saying that the way that they're getting it sucks. Yeah. And I mean, they are allowed to feel that though. Yeah. Sure. But like, and this his, is their only way waves... that they can let the studios know. Cause but otherwise like... they'll just disregard it with information. So if you go out there and you, you know, go to their forums, they have to pay attention to the forums. You need to go to their views. They have to pay attention to their views. They can just ignore you if you're whining on Twitter. Yeah, this is well, a way that they have to like actually listen for one specific thing though. Like his, his claim is, seems like, 
yeah, they're disconnected from the fan base, but it's not because they're not listening to the way the games are. It's the like this is one small aspect of it. I mean, if we're talking about um, Gearbox, they've been ignoring their fan base for a long time. I feel like so now they have to. Borderlands Three. I is don't think to their they fan have. Base. Hmm? I mean, with things like with the Alien Colonial Marines release, and it turns out that it was all basically just like a big tax scam. A lot of their releases have been um, just like terrible. Uh, so. They seem to be very disconnected to what the people want. You're right that putting out Borderlands is finally them doing what they people want. But they yeah. put out Borderlands. They said, "Hey, here's that thing you want, but you're not getting it the way you want it." Well, for one segment on of the PC audience for yeah. half a month or for half a year. Yeah, one segment of the audience isn't getting it the way they wanted. The people like on Xbox One and PS4 are just laughing and being like, yeah. oh, "I still get I Borderlands Three the exact same way I played all the yeah, other." Yeah, but Borderlands, they're also not so. paying attention to the Steam reviews for it. No. But I, I don't know necessarily think that Gearbox is paying attention to the Steam reviews either because they know they're it's paying just attention shit. that people are mad though. They're not actually paying. The point isn't that they're reading the reviews. The point is that the reviews are coming. But they're coming for their older games, and they know it's just like shit posting because they can't review the new game. Yeah, because it's not available. Well, yeah. Randy Pitchford has signed in on this. <laughs> what did he say? Uh. Somebody like said like it's not cool that Steam is like allowing this to happen, and Randy Pitchford tweeted it out saying that, ironically, that this is misused as possible, and that Steam has no interest in correcting this misuse makes me unhappy about TK's decision. It makes you me just said that they did correct. Consider it, Gearbox's publishing. Well, that was before this happened, and then they were like, well, since that happened, they put out this thing called the off-topic review activity. Yeah, which um, I've seen. They can't even keep up with all the negative. Like reviews for the Borderlands 2 and Borderlands Game of the Year because there's just so many people being like, this will show them if we just rate Borderlands too low. No, but it's, what they did was they bridged the but gap. Now, so then, now from, Gearbox knows people are upset. From April 6th to April, or April 3rd to April 6th, anything that's a negative review is pretty much wiped. Oh, good. Yeah, so they said, like, uh, this time range has been marked as containing an abnormal list of reviews that we believe are largely unrelated to the likelihood, likelihood that people actually enjoy this product. Reviews written between this time period excluded from the review score total. So anything that's been written within the last three days yeah. is just wiped if it's a negative score. Well, if it probably if it's a negative score that mentions Borderlands Three or mentions Epic Store or mentions. Well, it's, it's funny too because I've seen five star reviews of the game that like just said like this game's great, but fuck you for putting yeah. it like on like for putting the next game on on. Yeah, people yeah. are doing that so that way it yeah. doesn't get flagged as part of this system. They say five stars, fuck everybody involved in this. You're all scummy. Pieces but it's of still shit. like now you're just not doing anything but whining to. Yeah, whine. you're yelling into the void. Right. So I I'm, I disagree with the thought that saying something on Twitter and having like you know a trending like boycott Borderlands three or whatever if there was a hashtag, I have a hard time believing they wouldn't see that and take note of that. Uh, but I you know. I don't think this is necessarily the only way to go about is review bombing older games because now you're you're hurting people who could just want to play Borderlands Two and don't care about the. I other mean, nothing's things. stopping them from buying Borderlands Two because it's no. got a bad review. The game's been out forever. Everybody already has yeah. their opinions for it. Exactly, but yeah. I don't know. It just when you do know. stuff I'm... like that, it seems like whining. It doesn't seem like a constructive way yeah. to figure things out. I don't know. To to me, it seems like uh, like a protest. Yeah, well, you protest with your wallet. Ultimately, in a situation like this, the protest is don't buy it on the Epic Store and don't buy it on Steam when it comes out. If you really don't or wait the six months and then they see like, oh, looks like everyone bought on Steam. No one bought on Epic. That's a sign that we 
shouldn't do these exclusivity deals in the future. It wasn't worth the money we got from Epic to be exclusive for six months because nobody bought the game. So the real hammer to them is not what you post in the forums on Steam, what you post in the reviews on Steam, what you post on Twitter, what you post on Facebook, what you post on Reddit. That stuff doesn't do anything. What does something is when you say, all right, fine, you want to play the exclusivity game? I'm not buying it. Not only am I I'm not sure buy they it, will, but I, I just have no problem with people voicing like they're... Yeah, you can voice it, but you have to be constructive about it. You can't just say... It can't just be expletive, 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 everybody sucks, expletive this, expletive that, which a lot of it is. It has to be like, you know, how does it actually make you feel with words? You know what I mean? Like, you have to... Right, approach. don't just throw a fit. Yeah. Try and be constructive about it. And I it. get that when something bad happens that you feel like you know, hurt by, it's hard to do that. But you have to be like, guys, I've played all of your games on this one platform. I have, you know, all my friends that I play Borderlands 2 with are all on Steam. Like, everything about this game is contained on this platform. And it really hurts me as a consumer that you've done this. Not, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, y'all suck. Like, that doesn't do anything. Right. That just seems like like whining. Like, there's a, there's a, there's a better way to go about it, is all I'm saying. Like, I'm not mad that you're mad. And I get more now why people are mad, but there's there got to be a better way than what I've seen. And granted, I probably see the worst of the worst because I'm not tapped into the community of it, so I only. And it's see what that. everyone only wants to highlight. Yeah. So, so I probably but for every you know for every fuck you fuck you comment, there could be ten completely reasonable ones. Well, but and I did people see only me. point to the ones that say, "Look how toxic this community is," right. because look at all, like look at these cherry picked, you know. Yeah. But all the more reason responses. To, all the more reason to not do that. Because if everybody says like, "Hey, don't be an asshole," let's let's have a constructive conversation. Then you can't cherry pick the bad ones because they're all constructive. Right. So and it's like more a, an incentive to not be like a fucking idiot. I saw like yeah, one star reviews that was like, "I'll take down this review if like you know once." This happens and this happens. And it, like the person wrote down like a list of things that like, yeah. like you know, drew the exclusivity maybe to three months and like you know there was a bunch of other things that were on that list. But like th- that's more constructive than just like there. A lot of them were just like ASCII middle fingers. Yeah, like, I, like classy. I read reviews all day for my job, and there are ones that are one star. You guys suck. You, you're terrible. I hate you. And it's like, okay, who does that? Why? Right. What's the reason? I can't, I literally can't do anything to improve you, your experience if you tell me, fuck you. But if you say like, hey, three stars, like, I like parts of it. Uh, I wish it had X, Y, and Z. I'd be like, okay, cool. Now we're having a dialogue. Right. Now we're having a discussion. Now we can, we can make this better. We can find a way to merge the, the distance between your expectations and the reality. And I feel like when you just say, fuck Epic, fuck gearbox fuck everybody but steam and me then it doesn't doesn't help anybody and that's no sucks. it doesn't it doesn't help but yeah. i don't like that people uh you know that people do that but then also that people instinctively will throw out all like uh, good criticism because of it no exactly well and that's the thing it's the bad apple spoiling it for the bunch it's yeah. also a, which is it, a shame but it's but like way of going both it. ways because i see a lot of people that go like I said, we'll just point at one bad review and say all bad, re- like negative criticism is invalid now because of this bad review. I don't think it's invalid. I think it's harder to take. It's harder to weed out if if it's like you have five good ones and then three bad ones and then like it's just harder to. Yeah. Get, it's harder to see the constructive criticism when there's so much vitriol. Yeah, it's um, also just maybe a- ultimately I'm just like from the old school part of the internet that just being loud and obnoxious is the best way to get people's attention. 
It can be if you're good about it. If the second that you start using verbiage that's that shouldn't be used, the second you start getting, you know, misogynistic or racist or whatever, because people do that, they just say, "Oh, they're just," uh, you know, I'm not going to repeat things that I've that I've read because they're terrible. But like the second people see that, it then triggers the brain of like, "All right, everyone." That's all you remember. So now it seems like everyone is an asshole and you forget the good ones because there are so many people. So like definitely get loud. Definitely like, you know, talk about things that anger you. Talk about things that you want to see change on. That's how change happens. But you have to be smart about the way that you do it because if you just spout words and whine, then well, and, you get nowhere. And go to, go to the people. Like don't complain on Steam on the last version of their game to do it. Like yeah. fucking email the company. Go to their website and like... That I'm sure Epic Games has a forum. Go to the forum and talk about it. Don't. I'm sure people are talking about the forum. Right, yeah. but like this is just a backwards way of doing it. I think too. Like I understand that there's backlash. I kind of understand that there's backlash. But like reviewing someone's prior game that is already confirmed as being a good game to you and giving it negative reviews on the system that you want to see it on is just seems counterproductive in all sorts of ways. Like I said, I think it's just a way to get the, their attention because you know if you email them. You know, directly, they can just ignore that, and then nobody else sees well, that. They, can, they can't ignore their forums, though. Well, yeah, can, and I'm saying people on the forums are complaining as well. No, they no can on Epic they Games want. forums, not Steam's forums. Go go to the people that are doing this, not the not the I'm company sure that are. you are is getting neglected because of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure a, they are. A lot of well, a lot of the complaints are Steam in nature. They're complaining on the Steam forums. They're complaining. They're reviewing right. on the Steam thing. What would be probably better is if someone in a Steam forum said, hey, guys, I wrote up a template email that says X, Y, and Z. Here, copy, paste it, email it to Gearbox. Like and then you've got well-written, yeah. no swears, no name-calling, no bullshit. Just like, here's how it makes me feel that you are doing this. It's hurting us as a fan base. We want you to know. They can ignore that all day. They can ignore anything they want to and just sit there and count their money if they ultimately want like you can't force a company to listen to you but going about it in the best you, you way you say possible. that but gearbox is paying attention to what people are saying on the steam forums or that, that people are complaining on the steam forums pitchford's talking about it but what if people do? weren't doing that he could have just said eh, fuck it I'm, i got my money yeah but that's the thing he's talking about it, but what's going to change nothing it's a it's a signed exclusivity deal maybe the next time it won't be and they like technically got changed but you're not getting borderlands 3 on steam day one it's just not going to happen. There's a contract. Yeah. Like, so, imagine, Joe... But if Borderlands 4 eventually comes out, they might say, oh, fuck it, we'll just put it on both. Yeah. But, Joe, like, imagine this is, like... Imagine Borderlands 3 was going to be a Best Buy exclusive or, like, a Target exclusive for the six the Best months. Buy forums. Exactly. Don't go to... Don't yes. go. Don't go and complain to GameStop that you can't get it at GameStop because it's going to be at Best Buy. Yeah, that's what... That was John's that's my point, point where to complain. You're complaining in the wrong place. So GameStop, you love GameStop. You've got your your you know card there, and you go there all the time. And all of a sudden, you can't get the game that you want at GameStop. If GameStop, GameStop, if GameStop they had a forum that was like, "This is why we are not like this is why Best Buy bought the exclusive," people would be complaining on that forum. Yeah, but that would be that that'd be part of the conversation. Because the thing is that uh, people like uh, to an extent, Steam is the victim in this. Yes, They're right. The so why are you going on Steam yeah. to complain about it? They're, yeah, well, but, they're, but they're already. They're on not complaining Steam. to Steam. They're complaining to Gearbox through the Steam's forum. I still think it's a backwards well, no, way of like, doing it. Gearbox is still maintaining their forums on Steam. Yeah, 
It's not Steam's forum. It's Gearbox's forum on Steam. But you're reviewing an older game. Because it's the only way that they can. They don't have a they don't have a Steam or a Borderlands three forum on Steam. But go to Epic. There's nothing to review on it. It's not Epic's. It's not Steam's fault. Yeah, but Gearbox is still paying attention to what happens on the Steam forum. That's my point. Are they? Like we don't know. Randy's complaining about it. Well, no, he's just saying like, okay, yeah, I see, I see you, but he's not like. Doing anything about it? Yeah, his, 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 said, his what he's saying on was, Twitter. I see you, but there's nothing I can do about the, it. The gearboxes, like uh, board of directors or whatever, might be paying attention. Might be. That's yeah. the thing. We don't even know if they're paying attention. Yeah, but if they just if everyone just said nothing, just the idea of saying like sit oh, down, saying, shut up. No, no, you no one. No, no one here is saying sit down, shut up. A lot of people are. No, no. Yeah, well, a lot not of people here in this room. Yeah, not here in this room. There's plenty of people online saying sit down, shut up. No, I'm saying go and bring your complaints to the company that are doing it, yeah, not the I'm company that's it the is, victim it of is it. It is on Steam. Steam is not being punished by people complaining about Borderlands on it. But Borderlands 2 is, for some reason. Borderlands is just a game, you know? Yeah, but if you... It's a game that's been out for everyone. Like I said, everybody already knows. Nobody is paying attention to the... No, but say, the, you're, some, say you're some person who's going, who's younger and doesn't isn't tapped into all of this, and you go, oh, that game looks kind of cool. Let me look at the reviews. Oh, it's a, it's a two out of five. I'm not going to buy that game now. You know, because I looked at the reviews on the Steam. Thing. I think that's a, a bit of a stretch that people are even paying attention to Borderlands Two at this point. Well, I mean, they are because they're badly reviewing it. I mean, it in also terms just of got, like, in a positive sense, got uh, updated texture packs, so everything's in HD for free. Yeah, so, so, so people are paying attention to it. But you, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a weird tack to take to go back to an old game and be like, eh, the company sucks because they signed this exclusivity deal. Don't buy this older game. It yeah. just makes sense to me because they don't have its. Borderlands 3 forum on it because the game's not on there. So it's their only recourse is to talk about Borderlands 2 and no, Borderlands no. 1. Talking about it makes sense. Badly reviewing Borderlands 2 in the reviews is stupid. I just think that that's a just a way to get their attention. Yeah, I'm sure if you throw a tantrum, people are going to get attention, but it, there's a different way of doing it. I'm going to tell you, I I would have to think Bo- like Gearbox, If in the same way that you say people aren't paying attention to Borderlands 2, I guarantee you whatever the reviews of Borderlands 2 on Steam make no matter to gearbox whatsoever like the forums yes because that's where you can have discourse and discussion but just seeing one star spams fuck you know fuck epic fuck gearbox they don't care yeah well i mean like i said there's also and i get that like those people aren't helping but yeah the good like the there are still negative like one star reviews that are actual thing and unfortunately the louder people are the ones that are uh, drawing the attention to it so at least the eyes are on it but if you go write a one-star review for Borderlands 2, you're not having a good conversation about Borderlands 3. You're just talking about the Borderlands 2 thing and saying nonsense in the review. Like, I have all of the discourse and conversation in the forums. Leave the review. The review part makes it seem like whining. If you go review the old game, now you seem like whining and now you seem like a baby. That makes me want to tell you to sit down and shut up. Uh, I think I, I, I see it differently. I see that they pay attention to the one-star reviews and it's your way of getting their attention. I mean that's an assumption. I don't even know that they care about the one star reviews for a game that's seven years old. I mean I don't I don't think it's about the like the actual reviews of the game. It's now they're at least paying attention that people are complaining. Right, Joe's saying. Well, I think they're, 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 they're sitting there going like, "Huh, I wonder why people don't like our game." All of a sudden, they're sitting there going like, "Okay, there's a very clear metric now that we can visually see for people's dislike of what we're doing." Right, they're setting a fire so that people can go, "Why do they set that fire?" I guess I just don't. I don't think reviewing Borderlands Two is any better than spamming Pitchford or Gearbox or Borderlands on. No, Twitter. I don't. I don't think so either. You know but, what I mean, like, I feel fine. like going after them on Twitter or going after them in the forums 
or wherever makes more sense than the game. I think that part of it is just a wasted effort. Well, in long story and short, whining. nothing's going to change because no, of it. No, ultimately nothing's going to change. I mean, maybe the next game won't be. Sure. But the, the, but the contract's already been signed. Yeah. It's already going to happen. But I also can't imagine that like when they were doing this negotiation for Borderlands 3 and Epic, depending on when it took place, that they didn't see the backlash from Metro or any of these other things that were loud, boisterous, oh my god, you screwed us. Money talks more, though. Yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing is that like people are looking at more as greedy business than sure. actual interest in the fans. That's why I say like they're out of touch with their fans because they're only thinking of like how can we get Epic money. Which, I mean, it's a business and that's their job. Yeah. Like, I completely understand that. And I don't fault them for that. But I'm fine with people voicing their dislike of that. I am too, as long as it's constructive. Because if you're just spouting epithets, it's not helpful. And it's going to make it so that way you yeah, ruin well, it I mean, for all, everybody else. You know, if you're at a protest and your protest has a good point, like, you will always have people that are just going to be there to start a fight. Yeah, and that sucks. I know. Those people just, need to sit down it's and It's something off. that, like like I said, it's just human nature. Yeah. I just, I wish that everyone could be better. You know? Yeah. I wish that it didn't have to, because video game culture has so many of those negative connotations to it, and the second that that stuff rises to the top, it just, it, it angers me that you're ruining this community for But my point else. is that it's, everyone kind of just points at it as, like, this is what gamers do. I'm saying this is just what people do. Like, yeah, you're going to have people that go to a football game and start a fight. You're mm-hmm. going to have people that go to a protest and break a window. Yeah. Like it's just a human nature type. of thing. I know, but football fans don't necessarily have the same group negative connotation that I think like, the I, I, and does. my point is it's just weird that people like to pin it on gamers like that. Sure. But that it's a different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, it, it sucks because it makes things worse instead mm-hmm. of better. And that's the whole thing, is that I wish this conversation could make things better instead of just making everyone look like whiny, petulant children. And it sucks. I don't know how you fix it. You don't do it for you Borderlands. Don't. Unless, really, the ultimate thing is you don't buy it on Epic. It's, people yeah. are still going to do it because they're going to want to play day one. Yeah. And um, those people still will. But yeah. to say that you can't like voice your... And I'm not saying you're saying that, but there no. are people out there saying, like, like I said, people just say, sit down, shut up, take it. Yeah. And I don't agree with that because I think people should be able to, like, voice their displeasure with something like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's got to be, it's got to be better, unfortunately. But yeah, controversy creates cash. Hmm. Um, so, ultimately. Or will it? <laughs> I mean, it may. We'll have to figure out in September whenever it comes out. Yeah. I mean, that'll be interesting to see is if, if the sales on PC are the same as Borderlands 2 on PC, you know, seven years ago, and it's the exact same amount of units sold, then what was this all for? Yeah, we'll find out in six months. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll review it more then. Uh, all right, lightning round. Did anybody have any last minute thoughts? Or we no, we're moving on. Cool. <laughs> uh, lightning round. This one's a nice, lighthearted story. We've got a famous video game character on the cover of a magazine. Which character, Joe? Uh, well, Kratos is on the cover of Men's Fitness, Men's but there's Fitness. actually yeah, but there's actually that's just for an article that is uh how to get the bod of a famous like famous video game characters you know what i was ready for this to be lighthearted, and now i'm really mad because i'm really tired sick and tired of these magazines making these re unrealistic body images for men to say how dare you you need to look like these inanimate fake video game characters all right so if you want to get the kratos body first you need to be stabbed through the chest by a giant sword exactly. okay. so you can get your giant scar oh, yeah that's because yeah, that's, that's a very distinctive part of uh, his physique plus chicks dig scars uh-huh. yes, we all know that uh, don't forget you have to tattoo your entire body <laughs> yeah well first yeah. you have to get pasty white like a ghost 
Well, first you have to There's be a reason, uh, cursed by the yeah. ashes of your dead family. <laughs> That's of course. why. Yeah, yeah, you gotta kill your family. And uh-huh. be a half god. That's a weird thing. Like, hopefully this doesn't come out around Father's Day. Like, want to get Kratos' dad bod? Kill your family. Kill your family. Yeah. Burn them. Yeah. I'm not advocating for that. Men's fitness, I'm not accusing them of advocating for that. That's just the look that mm. they're going with, apparently. Now, does it say, did, in this piece of news, did it say any of the other uh, video game character bods that we could try to get? Like, right I now, to... I feel like I've got a Mario bod. I want or, a like, bod like I'm a little pudgy. I could wear overalls if I want to. I Green? could fit in a pipe, maybe. Green, furry, and a con- connecting, conducting electricity. What is that? Blanca. Blanca. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me take a look and see what other people, if it has, because uh, it only showed uh, Kratos on the cover. It's such a weird thing. Like, remember when Playboy did the video game edition? Yeah, that was weird and creepy. Yeah, this is, seems like a very similar thing, but... Well, this is like well, that workout was, tips. That's yeah, just that was look Oggle, at this body and yeah. masturbate to it. Yeah, that was Ogle cartoons. This is get ripped and shredded. Like, like a Greek god. But like, I don't want to look like Kratos. I'd rather look like Nathan Drake if we're being video game characters. Like, sure. That dude's just in good shape, and it's not crazy. It's attainable. You know, it's a realistic goal. Joe wants to be like Agent 47. I want to be like Donut Drake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the skateboarding cop from uh, Tony Hawk. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, yep. I think that's the look I'm going yep. for. Um, oh, uh, without the cop or skateboarding. Still the donuts, though. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have a list of who else was in it. Damn, we'll have to buy the magazine. That's how they get you. Yeah. I'm not buying that. All right, we'll go to the grocery store one of these weeks, and we'll just flip through it and be like, "Oh, okay, I could get that body." They sell magazines still in grocery stores. You know what? I don't even know. Yeah, see, I, that could I'm be to a think, relic. Like, where of... could I find this? Barnes and Noble, maybe. Yeah, we go Barnes and Noble. They sell magazines. Yeah. So. Yeah, maybe the grocery store doesn't sell magazines anymore. I don't know. No, Men's Fitness is usually at the the rack with all the like, gossip racks. I don't know. Uh, it's men's, it's men's health. So. Men's health. Not men's fitness. Okay. Men's health. Uh, and apparently it's only in Singapore? Oh, damn. We can't even read it. I'm starting to think know. this was an April Fool's Day joke that you got caught on. I think it is as well because the cover looked very photoshopped, too. Uh-oh. Uh, the We're article gonna... came out April 5th. So oh, okay. We're fine. It might be a... Sing- it might be Singapore's a, old. Uh, a Singapore April, April like an April Fool's joke that people didn't realize and now... Yeah. Are reporting on it? We gotta, you gotta tread lightly this week. I mean, everything else is. Imagine if Borderlands Three as an epic exclusive was an April Fool's joke, and everyone just lost their shit for no reason. <laughs> but nobody realized it because they didn't, they didn't call it out. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful. But, it, but it's weird because it says like Men's Health, uh, Singapore uh, issue May uh, 2019, but everything's in English. And do they speak English in Singapore? I don't think so. I've never, I mean, I've never been to Singapore, but Men's Health Singapore puts Kratos on the front cover detailing how to get his dad bod and boy, it, boy, <laughs> is it amazing. Dad bod. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. It's all from, yeah, it's all from just yesterday. Less reps, more muscle. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it made the rounds on every, uh, on every site yesterday. So. <laughs> I like it in, this, in the article, it says, step one, ask the God of War for power. Step two, kill the god of war. Step three, become the god of war. Mm-hmm. Step four, destroy the Greek pantheon. Step, uh, step five, grow a beard. Fair. Most I mean, games aim to simulate a journey. God of War succeeds in taking that. There were moments following the credits when I'd simply open the world map, look at the diverse lands, and gape and wonder, I want to be there. Okay? Move to Norway. Build the body of famous heroes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we can find it, I say we look at it and see... How attainable some of those are. Uh, you can are. order it on Amazon. I don't want to. I don't want to order it. I just want to happen upon it. 
Like, I want someone to screen grab it and then we'll look at it and talk about it. I'm not buying something. I'm not buying a magazine from Singapore. No, thank you. Um, all right. Lightning round. More controversy. We had a, it's a controversy sandwich where we had intense controversy and then we had the funny thing about Kratos on the cover of a magazine and now more controversy. This one's lighthearted though because this one concerns the first footage of the Sonic movie has been shown to people and they have described it and it sounds bad. Sounds real bad. I'm not going to yeah. read the whole thing here. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but uh, basically it sounds like Sonic is in our world and he's running around and he's making bad quips. He made a Fitbit joke somewhere in there. You heard Does, him saying... Like, do people even use Fitbit? Right guard. Oh yeah, they do. Dude, I have a Fitbit. Or yeah, people, people use Fitbit. I just figured everyone had one. like Apple Watches and stuff instead. No. no, a lot of people still have Fitbits. Or they get the Fitbit watch or like... You know, the well, standard ver- Fitbit is a they're all company watches that now. have... Yeah. Except for the one that's just on your hip, but yeah. Yeah, it's not just step trackers or whatever, but... Um, so he's making Fitbit jokes, saying gotta go fast, um, you know, pretending to be a cat when he gets caught. Uh, Dr. Robotnik looks like a regular dude, but he's got a mustache. He might be bald, he might not be. Uh, it all just sounds... It all just sounds so bad. Uh, let me see if I can pull out some of the... The other terrible things. Uh, so we got Small Town Cop. He first, we first meet Sonic in this footage uh, when he's zooming past the radar gun as the cop just sits there on the side of the road and he's like, oh my god. Uh, we get Sonic's point of view, which I don't want to see. I don't like point of view shots like that in movies. It reminds me of the Doom movie. Oh, like, yeah. I don't, well, that was the only good part of the Doom movie, though. I know, but I don't... It just it seems hokey. It seems weird. Did you watch the trailer for the new Doom movie? No, because I don't care. I did. It's I it's fucking awful. Yeah, it I looks like it's a bad. sci-fi... Like, it's a straight-to-disc like disc movie. Yeah, yeah, but still, like... I've seen good straight-to-DVD movies before. This just looks like a sci-fi original pictures movie. Uh, oh, we also get Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's uh, screaming, gotta go fast and running. Because uh, when I think of Sonic the Hedgehog, I think of Coolio. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so at one point, uh, he's explaining why he's here, which is to save the planet uh, from futuristic ships that are, you know, that are there. That's when he makes the Fitbit joke. Uh, they then go to the gym. For, no, they, they put Sonic in a gym bag to sneak him into the office. And a guy sees him. And he's like, hey, is that your kid you put in there? And he's like, no, it's a kid. Wink. Uh, and it's like, wait, it doesn't make it better. That makes it worse. Yeah, you, you just joke- kidnapped I mean, somebody. I guess that's the joke, is they're awkwardly doing it, but... Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so then, yeah, Jim Carrey's got a big waxed handlebar mustache, but he just looks like Jim Carrey. He's also not doing a voice or, like, an accent. It's just Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey talking. Uh, like, also- I mean, if you look at him, you would think he would have, like, some sort of weird... Like, like front butt or something? No, like, German accent of some kind. Yeah. Just something. It's not just. I mean, yes, technically he's he's designed after um, Roosevelt, so I guess he would have an American accent. But even like Roosevelt had affectations. Yeah, like, you got to do something more. Uh, he's wearing all. He just walks in. Hey, I'm, I'm Doctor Robotnik. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's me, Canadian Doctor Robotnik. Canadian Doctor <laughs> Robotnik. Hey. Yeah, black trench coat, black boots. So just standard movie villain look. Uh, they then showed other footage that made it seem like it was a Dr. Robotnik movie, um, which featured him going to the Pentagon. For some reason, they call him in to do stuff. Uh, yeah, apparently, Dr. Robotnik is from our world, or at least like is established as being from our world. Yeah. It might be he's from Sonic World, but he came over earlier and like set himself up as 
somebody that's some military sort of, would want like, to call. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume he's some sort of weapons developer, like robotics expert for them. Yeah. He better be with the name Robotnik. Yeah. Uh, all right, then we get some more crummy jokes, including <laughs> him having an exchange with Neil McDonough, who I like. He's a good guy. I don't know who that is. Uh, he was the villain in Street Fighter The Legends of Chun-Li. I didn't see that. Uh, he was in um, Ally McBeal. Did not he, watch Ally He Beale. was in uh, Captain America, the first Avenger. He was one of the... Uh, he was Dum Dum Dugan. Oh, that guy. That guy. I like that guy. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. He's a bad guy on uh, Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. Didn't watch good guy. I like that dude. Uh, so he's arguing with him. Uh, calls... Uh, Band of Brothers. That's what I remember from. That's true. Uh, we got Rural Chum. He calls a guy Rural Chum for some reason. Um, he then accuses uh, James Marsden, the cop character, of being bottle-fed. And then he replies with... Uh, that he was actually breastfed, and Robotnik says, nice, way to rub that in my orphan face. Which is like a weird joke about boobs in this movie for eight-year-olds? Mm-hmm. I don't quite understand that. Um, and also, then, like, was he supposed to know that he was an orphan? Yeah, I don't know, I guess. Uh, and then CNC Music Factory's Everybody Dance Now plays over a sizzle reel of Robotnik doing slapsticky Jim Carrey stuff. Uh, he gets a latte, he beats up the assistant, assistant still loves him though. Uh, and then at the end, I guess he loses the hair. He has the bald head and giant mustache in a post-apocalyptic desert landscape. Um, so that's, that all sounds just, just the worst. I don't get really what tone they're going for with this. Not good. Well, they're going for a tone for kids. Like, this is what I was mentioning earlier that we were talking about, where it's like, they clearly want to do this for the people who like Sonic Boom. And, like, the kids who are watching the Sonic cartoons now. They want to give them a live-action movie. And that's fine. Like, a movie doesn't have to be for every demographic. It can be made for kids. But Sonic is one of those things that's been around for, what, almost 30 years? Like, 25? Well, no, because it would have started in the early 90s with Genesis. Right? So, 25 years, something like that? At least 25, 30 years, maybe more. Um, And there are so many more fans that are older that played it since they were eight years old. And you've now alienated all of them in lieu of chasing just the current eight-year-olds, which seems like a weird business decision. Like, especially when you compare it to something like the Detective Pikachu movie. Hmm. Exactly, sorry, I was taking a drink. But exactly. Like the the fact that this is coming out so close to the Detective Pikachu movie and the fact they're both based on popular like gaming franchises really shines a light. And granted, Detective Pikachu could suck and this movie and Sonic could be the most amazing thing we've ever seen. But at least the early looks at both show that the Detective Pikachu movie has taken care to make realistic Pokemon, set them in a realistic world, make it seem like it's exactly the same Pokemon that you've been playing, just... Appeal to old fans and new fans alike. Exactly. And the Sonic movie is just like, you know what kids like? Goofy stuff. Coolio. Hey, uh, I'm an adult and I've been a Sonic fan forever. Can you put stuff in there that I like? Mm, Boob jokes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here you go. Breastfeeding humor. I don't don't know who that's funny to. I'm going to go with no one, but... I mean, the kids will probably hear like breastfeeding, ah, but even then, I did that not long ago. Yeah, <laughs> he I said guess. breasts. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I thought about that. Kids wouldn't even find that funny if he's like, if they call it like boob feeding, which like just made yeah. me cringe saying it. <laughs> but if they said that, kids would at least be like, ah, boobs. Boob. But feeding. that's not it. They're using the, the regular term, and parents in the audience are just going to be like, Ugh. and now I have to explain to my kid what breastfeeding is because they don't remember, or they do. 
Yeah, that's weird. And then it's an even more awkward conversation. Even more awkward. But yeah, just uh, I wanted to keep giving this the benefit of the doubt. Why? More Because I, I don't want to shit on something before I've seen it. And technically, we haven't officially seen it yet. It's just yeah. been... We're just going off of what people are saying they've seen, even right now. Yeah, it's leaked, it's leaked posters, it's leaked pictures, it's leaked... You know, the only thing that we've actually seen officially from this is the silhouette streak. And that didn't look terrible. And weird legs. Um, oh yeah, the weird legs poster. That one was official. Um, and it's even weirder when it's full size. But... Yeah, I like. I want to keep giving this the benefit of the doubt, and the more I see and the more I read, it's just it's eroding away any good faith I was willing to give it. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie that I'm not like looking forward to seeing it because I want to see how bad it is. But it's, it's the I want to watch a car crash. Like yeah. I want to see the video of the NASCAR crash. Yeah, like, like, like there's part of me that like will be excited when I see Sonic trailer out now. I'm going to go, oh boy, I can't wait to see how bad this is. Yeah, like, then, I'm excited for the terribleness of it. Yeah, oh, like, and I, like I said, we're going to see it. We're going to drag John, even though he's still waiting in line for I'm it. Not, from, I'm not seeing it. You're seeing it, John. No. We're going to 4D, D-Box, crazy seating. Oh my god. We're I can't believe. We're going to buy your ticket. We'll buy your popcorn. Like, I think that's fair, right? Like, if we have to get him to go, we'll buy your ticket. We'll buy Fine. your popcorn. Alright, I'll go if you, you pay for it. Get a Slurpee if you're yeah. good. You know, you've got friends now and Joe, so we can <laughs> help you pay for stuff. But, like, you're going to see it. I don't care. I don't care what you think. We're, if we have to kidnap you, put you in a duffel bag and go, that's not our friend in there. That's a friend. A friend. Yeah. Someone's friend. We're going to put you in a duffel bag and sneak you in. But we're going to do it. So you Awful. don't have a choice. But, all right. So, Sonic Movie sounds like crap. And anything else that we missed from the lightning round, not lightning round for this week, gentlemen? Nope. All right. Well, that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you thought of the trailer description for Sonic, what you think about the Epic Games controversy, whether for Borderlands or something else. Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter. Do you What video game character do you wish you had the body of? Uh, and please don't be weird and gross. I know you, Internet. You're going to be weird and gross. Um, but let us know on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, are you excited for Assassin's Creed Vikings? That was a, We talked about that earlier as well. Let us know. I want the um, body of Kirby. There you go. You're working on it, buddy. Um, but once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Kirby. And I'm Johnny. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Joe. I'm so glad you made that. <laughs> I was going to be so mad if you did it and then just didn't make the joke. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>